Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? All right, guys, welcome to part two of the Exodus episode. Part two! Uh, part two! So what we were, st- we, we stopped at the still small voice versus Satan's voice versus your own voice. Yeah. So let's go. Talk. Oh, so, Okay. <laughs> To recap, I really, really did want to get into this because, um, God, so I decided that I was just going to follow God to wherever God was going to lead me mm-hmm. and lots of, ha- lots, uh, you know, I've been digging through muck, walking through like swamp, trying to figure out this pathway that I was on. Yeah. And one day I was in the shower because I knelt down to pray before I like mm-hmm. read the CES letter or whatever. I knelt down to pray and I, it was after I'd done all this scripture searching and I was just like, God, what do you want me to do? And an answer did come to me that was mm-hmm. like, come follow me. And I was like, you're right. I'm going to be brave. If I, if I truly want to like choose the right I'm going to follow my heart and I'm going to follow what God wants me to do. And God does not want me to hate gay kids, kids of gay parents. Well, and I, think and so, this, I think this is part of the, the breaking away because I did the same thing. I don't believe in God anymore, but like I separated God from the religion. Like that was like the first part Yeah, was p- putting those two things in two different categories. It was like, I'm going to follow God. So in all the discussions with my family, I was just like, I got an answer. It said, come follow me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow God. If, if God leads me back to Mormonism, I'll be there, but I don't foresee that happening. Um, well, I was in the shower Hate on that too, because Joseph Smith did the exact same thing, you know? Right. Can you, uh, (laughs) I said to myself, which of all these are correct? If any of them are like, which of these religions are right? Mm hmm. That's the whole Joseph Smith story. Yeah, that's 100% the story. Yeah. So I'm in a sh- in the shower thinking about this several months later thinking, come follow me. Like God wants me to follow him mm-hmm. or her, whatever. And then I was like, who is God? And then an answer came to me. God is me. I Well, I didn't yeah. say, I said. God is like everything. It didn't like- say come follow God. Mm -hmm. It said, come follow me. Mm -hmm. God is me. I am God. And then I was like, I am God because we're all God. Right. Like we're all part of this interconnected cosmos. We are the ones making things happen for us on the earth. Mm -hmm. And like that fucking changed my whole perspective. I started acting on my own moral compass and feeling mm-hmm. so good on it because I knew what I was doing was good because I knew I was God. Right. Like, cause you were like truly following it. And it's like, guess what's included in everything? Gay people. <laughs> and who is gay? Me. I you. am gay. <laughs> so technically God's gay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, God's God's everything, right? God's, so God's everything. Gay. All is all. <laughs> all is all. Um, so that made you feel good or bad or both or eventually one way. I felt so empowered mm-hmm. just coming to that realization that, and it's it's not like that one moment defined, right? My current religious because I'm. I truly am constantly still it's ever seeking out yeah. truth, mm-hmm. seeking out what I feel is right for me right. and still doing good because I want to do good and mm-hmm. still learning and still growing. So like, well, there's something, there's something so rewarding about doing good without just because not because you don't want to go to hell. Yeah. Like you're just like, Oh, I'm just going to be a good person because I like being a good person. And you know, if there's hell, all my favorite people are going there. I know, right? Like, I'll see you there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> party. Party. party my mansion. <laughs> um, but there is that... When even... I'm actually working on this theory right now. The pandem- This is how the pandemic's gotten to me, is that... Um, <laughs> that uh, God is actually... Our, our version of God is actually Satan in disguise, and Satan already won. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, movie idea. I know, right? Like, seriously, I'm like, that's actually, like, pretty deep. And, like, obviously I was high when I came to that conclusion. But <laughs> it's also, like, a really cool idea. But I was like, because, like, in my mind, every time I think about, like, free agency and where everyone's going to end up, all the people that I think are good people, it's hell. So maybe hell is actually heaven. Uh, Satan is actually the uh, god. And God already lost because everyone's worshiping Satan, aka dressed up like God. It would explain a lot of things because there's a lot of religious shit going on right now. The people are doing a lot of shit in the name of God that's straight evil. Guess what? What? In the temple, there's this part. I'm getting really excited about this. Like, is this <laughs> is this the nerdy Mormon in me that's like, I'm gonna teach you some gospel? <laughs> No, I love learning about this. Episode. Like I, <gasps> I'm excited about. I was excited about this episode because I just wanted to hear like your thoughts about everything. Like we both have two very vastly different stories, but they're also pretty similar. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this part of this the temple. Uh, we've already discussed the temple episode, so people should get caught up. Um, so do your fucking homework. Yeah, get back <laughs> to episode three or whatever the fuck. Pause it. Go to the temple episode. <laughs> As I try not uh, to die. Coughing. Okay, go. Uh, Bobby is like probably coughing her ass off right now. She's muted. Okay, here we go. I'm back. (laughs) In the temple, there is, um, it's like a play. There's a person playing God. There's a person playing Jesus Christ, Jehovah. There's a person playing Adam. There's a person playing Eve. There's a person Mm -hmm. playing some apostles. There is a person playing Satan. Mm-hmm. And in the temple, we're also wearing um, ceremonial robes. Look them Cult up. Gear. <laughs> Cult gear. They make you put it on in a ceremonial way mm-hmm. to symbolize your endowment of priesthoods and powers and covenants, etc. So you're wearing this um, apron and it's made out of six 
nope. babies. That, that can't be right. No. <laughs> Some fig leaves. I think okay. they're symbolic. I think they're seven. I, seven yeah, because it's, seven it's, is it's the number of perfection. Actual, yeah. Yeah, seven is the number of perfection. Actual. No, it's not actual fig leaves. It's yeah, just okay. the design embroidered yeah. into the green material it's green mm-hmm. to symbolize life because you put the that on after color Adam. of green by the way i fucking hate <laughs> temple clothing green i'm like pick a better shade folks <laughs> it's it's green to symbolize uh eve's ability to produce life and it's covering the groin area symbolizing that as well and uh anyway so you get to put on your aprons because you realize that you are naked, you're covering yourself with, you're like symbolically Adam and Eve, and you're covering yourself with the fig leaves. And then, okay, so this is the part of the temple. Satan comes out. He's like, what's up, Eve? I want you to eat this fruit. And she was like, "Uh, I can't. I've been commanded not to. And he's like, well, you know what you can get if you... um, Get, eat this fruit is the ability to produce life the ability to um know good and evil um joy and pain all of these things like mm-hmm. the blessing of eating the, the fruit of life is it's that like... you get to know joy because you experience pain and it's not mm-hmm. just like a um one-dimensional experience it's, and it's so yin, eve's it's like yin and yang, essentially. yeah yeah eve's like that sounds like a good plan because God did command us to multiply and replenish the earth. And we can't do that unless our eyes have been opened to knowing how that works. Mm-hmm. And so um, Satan is a good guy. <laughs> Satan is the one that's like, what's up? I'm here to help you fulfill your covenant. So she mm-hmm. eats it. And then she's like, what's that? Or like one of them, either Adam or, or Eve is like, hey, what is that apron you're wearing? So it pans back and satan like, is oh, wearing he's like nudity is like a sin like yeah like he makes it's like original sin right satan is also wearing an apron mm-hmm. and so adam or eve says what is that apron you're wearing and he says it is an emblem of my power and priesthoods yeah like meaning he's got priesthood well, he's, power He is technically like jesus's brother right well, something yeah, like, or God's brother or something like like real close family ties. Not like we're all brothers and sisters, but like, yeah, actually, like they hung out. They we'll have definitely reunions. explained this in the plan of salvation episode. We were which we were supposed to record, but I don't care, we're so. going to get to that in a previous episode that these folks have supposed to be listening to. But yes, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, Um, Isn't that interesting? You're like spot on, like. Satan yeah, is a god. He has power. He has priesthood. Well, I've read the book, so. <laughs> what no, books? but like, like no, like all letters? all the books. Like I've read all the books. Like it's black. It's black and white. It's written there that Satan's the guy that's like, hey guys, instead of being like little sheepy pies, how about you go out and like figure your shit out? Like it's like the aunt that teaches you how to swear, and everyone's grateful to her for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like without without the temptation there is no sin so right. it's like so it's like okay he per, he does provide the temptation and then he challenges you to make the right choice he's the better parent yeah he's not just like oh well you're never going to see anything ever you know i had I mean? a mission companion that was like i would have chosen 
Satan's plan. Me too. It was a better plan. Yeah. I was taken back, but then I was like, yeah. But then, like, it's, like, it's also something, like, it's very risky to state that. Like, I can't believe she said that on her mission. And as a girl, I can't believe she did it. <laughs> she was a mini missionary. She was, uh, she was uh, a member of the ward I used to serve in, um, in Illinois. And she was, like, a sit-in because I didn't have a companion and there was no girl to come in because my mission companion went home because she was oh so she was like just a member she wasn't an actual missionary yeah she was like doing her mini mission i still keep in contact with her and i Mm -hmm. um fucking love her she probably wouldn't appreciate me using the word fucking but i do fucking love that woman um is she still mormon then i think so interesting yeah like i kind of dick i would again i'd like to hear her perspective about that because when i heard about satan's plan i was like yeah that sounds like the good one (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know wait a minute we all get to come back that sounds great (laughs) well and it's like and we get to like have choices and because eventually they turned around where god like jesus whatever came down and like they 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 eventually give someone the the credit of satan's original plan to someone who's not satan right yeah where it's like free agency don't you think that Jesus was kind of a narcissist. Um, I he was like not like a narcissist in a way, but he was just like, "Hey God, I'll come down. I'll do the work. I'll make the sacrifice and the glory be thine." But like anyway, I think we'll get into it in the plan of salvation episode well, that I, we'll record. I do have a uh... A family business in my family where there's two sons and i could see one of them who's the biggest pain in my ass be like i'll do it and then be a martyr yeah. like, be into being a martyr but i also yeah see, the kiss ass and the martyr yeah that's like <laughs> but that like also complains like i'll do it but i'm gonna complain the whole time bob's burgers yeah but, um, <laughs> like <laughs> but i also think of it as like you with your mission where it's like your brother can't go so you're yeah like, i guess i'll go yeah. And then it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I can see I can see both sides. Like, I I like I like to think of Jesus as a cool cat just because, like, he hung out with prostitutes and, you know, went out to dinner. I appreciate it. He liked wine. And he liked red wine. So I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus is just all right with me. <laughs> um. <laughs> Where are we in our, like, podcast episode here? Um, we are at uh hardest parts and so we were talking about your own subconscious and the difference between the still small voice and satan's voice oh yeah but this goes into the things you worried about when you were leaving and i was worried about being wrong like i was like i am a kid i am a woman Mm -hmm. you know what if i have this built-up ego like because they really do break you down they Um, do yeah in every sense of the word, like they give the boys a support superiority complex where they're like, you're holding the priest and you're doing all this. Da, 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 so they're into it. Yeah. And then they break the girls down and be like, you're just meant to make babies. Um, there was a saying, some bullshit that was, um, I think I got several papers throughout my youth and mission with this saying on it. But like it said, when Satan convinces a man to leave he just loses a man but when he convinces a woman to leave 
he loses entire generations. So there was this like pressure on you to stay because if you don't stay, then your children and your children's your children's children, children's children, and your children's, and your children's, children's, children's children would be lost <laughs> unto God because yeah. you're the connection to those generations. That's also the thing I hated about the church, though, is because it was so clear that the men were aware of the value of the woman. So they wanted to make damn sure to make sure that they had their foot on your neck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because there's all these things like that where it's contradictory, contradictory to the behavior, you know? Because it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So why don't you give women these positions of power? Why don't you get them more involved? Why don't you make them want to feel not like oppressed, you know? Because you're right, like, if the woman leaves, because it is always the mom taking the kids to church, dragging the husband, and mm-hmm. yet the husband's the one who gets the fucking priesthood call, like, the, the, he gets uh-huh. to be the higher up. And it's yep. like, I'm not, I'm not obsessed with power or anything, but I'm super into equality. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, hey, what's up with this, this uh, difference, <laughs> this huge difference here? This huge difference, when especially because it's like, you want you want these women to have all these children. You want them to raise them. You want them to imply the gospel, and they are the lowest on the totem pole. You know, mm-hmm. like, are you serious? Yep. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you mean? And when you feel the tiniest bit of like injustice or inequality, and you mm-hmm. speak up about it, as a kid, as a woman, mm-hmm. a priesthood holder is quick to remind you. Up your place. Sister, we yeah. value you. Fucking, I'm not, I'm not invested in listening to General Conference anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the apostles this past month for General Conference pandemic episode three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking... He said, like, this is um, a quote from a talk given by Quentin L. Cook. It was recent. I can't say that it was from the conference, though. Okay. Um, so this is um, a apostle, titled Apostle, um, from the um, Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, the presidency of the church, the, the uppers, you know, the the big dudes. Yeah, so it's Quentin like it's like there's a, yeah, it's like they're right below the presidency, like the main the, yeah. the main the big wig, so they're pretty high up. It's the president dude, the two counselors, and then the 12 and apostles the 12, right underneath yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh it's he says, quote, "LDS women are incredible. Dear sisters, we love and admire you. We appreciate your service in the Lord's kingdom. You are incredible. Our doctrine is clear." Women are daughters of our Heavenly Father who loves them. Wives are equal to their husbands. Marriage requires a full partnership where wives and husbands work side by side to meet the needs of the family. The remarkable pioneer woman, Emily H. Woodmancy, penned the text. Sorry, this font is fucking sucks. Penned the text of the hymn as sisters in Zion. She correctly asserts that the quote angel errand of angels is given to women end quote. This has been described as nothing less than to do with the direct and immediate bidding of our father in heaven. And this is a gift that sisters claim. 
Quentin Cook. So like as soon as women are like, I don't feel like I'm valued or listened mm-hmm. to or revered, they're like, listen oh, but to you me. are. I revere you. And just God reveres you. And you're like, I don't feel that way. It's just like the worst. Well, it's, it's also like if you're going to change your doctrine for the gays, why not do it for the women? You know what I mean? Like, it's obviously it's obviously loose. Well, you so know. So we can they, switch it around. Right. God changes his mind all the time. This uh, everlasting God. But you know that they reversed. Okay. Right after they the november policy got leaked they didn't make an announcement of it somebody was combing through the bishop's handbook and Mm -hmm. made it known and people were pissed right and so then the quorum of the 12 apostles then led by thomas s monson a prophet with he's a vampire failing health he was (laughs) failing um he was they were like we were there these these 12 apostles we were there when the decision and the revelation was given this isn't policy it's doctrine this isn't a whim it's a revelation like Mm -hmm. russell m nielsen was giving a talk that says this isn't up for debate right it's set in stone this is what Mm -hmm. god wants less than four years later when russell m nielsen becomes president and prophet of the church and is sustained and he sees the quick exodus of members leaving and is panicking that his membership is going to fail on his on his watch yeah Mm -hmm. he reverses the doctrine and says we've been he's like it was just a man making a decision he backpedals all of his this is revelation thing this is about them canceling the november policy Oh, so they did cancel it? I didn't know that. They did cancel it less than four years later. Oh, I didn't know they canceled it. But the damage has already been done. The damage has already been done. But then, (laughs) oh, I'm going to get so angry talking about this. But Mm -hmm. immediately after. It's good to be angry about this because it's a blatant hate crime. The Okay, so like kids kill themselves because Mm -hmm. of this policy, right? Right. The church makes no apology. Nope zero apology Mm -mm. the people who left in protest of this policy or were excommunicated for speaking out about it Mm -hmm. they're not welcomed back into the church nope nobody says hey we were wrong you can come back right that we wouldn't anyway because we see the fucking hypocrisy now and we're already like like, having the greatest time of our life not having to pay you money and sit in your pews for sunday um but so no no um reinstatement of memberships were given for people who and then people who stayed and said we're gonna have faith we're gonna quote follow the prophet Mm -hmm. they now feel justified in staying and supporting the prophet through bullshit right saying we have earned our reward for following the prophet because our faith it was a test yeah and it was like it a was test a of the test faith. yeah and to like, make sure that yeah yeah yeah. and this is how they this is how they always do this shit because it's like oh it's just a test it was like because it's like uh, the true believer will follow through anything because it will all be revealed yes and it's what a, i'm saying is what i see is that you truly are not brave enough mm-hmm. not hold on not sure enough not brave enough 
not bold enough in your conviction to follow your conviction. Right. Because they're really good at being Mormons. They're really good at doubting their doubts. They're really good about using religion to hide their hatred and their bigotry. Mm. I think that has a lot to do with it, too. I think a lot of people are uncomfortable with gay people just because they don't understand gay people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or because they have their own uh, gay shit going on with them that makes their, they don't understand, so it makes them uncomfortable, so they hate it. Yeah. But I think most religions, I think, I think that's part of the appeal to some people is that it casts people out. It excludes people. And in their head, they're think, well, la ti da, like, I am so good. So even though I stayed, like, it makes them feel even better because they're like, yep, well, see, I told you, see, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I feel like mm-hmm. that's what a lot of Mormonism is about. It's what really turned me off about Mormonism was yeah. who can be the most, most righteous, who can, who can do the best, who can do this, who can do that. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, it's not a competition, bro. <laughs> like, we're all trying to get to the same place. And apparently there's room for us all. So what is going on here? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I got real, real about that. I was getting. <sighs> no, why are you apologizing? I think that's one hundred percent the ac- I don't, accurate response. I do want to respect that people stay in the religion because that's what they want to do. Right. But it drives me nuts that um, they look at themselves as better. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like. like because it's it's so like, Christ like to me like this is this comes back to why I originally was grossed out with it because it's like if God was what you say He is and Jesus was who what He say is and He was standing right here and you were acting that way they'd be so grossed out by you, yeah, like yep recognize what the hell you're doing and it feels like you know I have been I have been messaged by people people, people. are so fucking weird. Yeah. I want to say that if you're the guy listening to this who added me on Snapchat 10 years after I last saw you and was asking me questions late at night and was like, hey, I heard you like left the church. You're a fucking weirdo. Clear out people <laughs> in your phone. Like, don't talk to me. Don't add me on Snapchat. Well, now you That's know, weird. I have had good relationships come of this and I've had bad relationships come of it because I feel what you're saying where it's like, cool. Yeah. I understand. It's like, it's like heroin addicts that are like, uh, I heard you, I heard you, uh, I could tell like, uh, like, uh, like, let me have an awkward, uh, cover. It's just like, dude, just shut up. Okay. We both left the church. Who cares? Move on with your life. He didn't even leave the church. He wanted to, he would like wanted to have this conversation or something. I was just like, I added him back being like, okay, this is weird. I was like, so what'd you want to talk about? He's like, please type it. Yeah. Oh no, you don't know this person. Okay. He's from my uh college choir. Okay. Um but like he didn't want to talk about the church. He was still a member. He's like, "No, I'm still a member." I was like, "Oh, why are you reaching out? Are you divorced? I see that you have a kid." He's like, "No, it's not my kid. That's not my niece." Like, "Why are you talking to me then?" Honestly, I think he was just like I think he I want probably, a booty call. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe but he also, I think that's another thing I feel like people live vicariously through you initially too, before they leave the church. Like I feel like that a lot too. Yeah. That's why I'm like totally evangelizing. Like I'm so happy, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. And that's, that's what I say too. Cause uh, when my stalker came out and was so upset and she was 
we were what 20 28 29 at the time she had a yeah. kid and she was acting crazy because it's like i get the reaction to want to act crazy because it's like i've been lied to i believe this thing i've been oppressed i'm pissed yeah i get it but you can't run around acting the fool like you just can't like <laughs> you just can't so like i she gravitated towards me and was like i asked questions and then like after like a couple years of like having conversations like that she finally left so I think, and I told her that too, I was like, the, what you need to do is be a good example. Yeah. Like, that's all you need to do. You don't need to say a word. Just live your life and be a good example. Because if you're not, they're going to use you as an example of why they sh- you, someone should stay. Yeah. I totally think that like, so what he, what he eventually said was like, I told him, I have to tell you, I'm like not a member of the church anymore. Like, I don't know what you want to talk about, but I think that's where this conversation is headed. And he's like, oh, I know so-and-so told me from the choir he so he told me that you left a while ago and he was like so shocked but now he's not even a member either and i'm like okay like i feel like people either look at me like they're more righteous than me and that's why they stayed like i obviously never had a sure testimony or whatever but i was fucking on the long haul road as many as as deep were some of those doubts that i had like I had decided that this was the path for me and Spencer, my husband and I were going to be fucking mission presidents. We were going to be as authentic as we could progressive Mormons, but we were still going to be in the church. And the only reason we left is because our hearts couldn't bear being associated with something that we couldn't support anymore. Right that's as authentic as I can be right and I totally get where you're coming from where you're like please leave me alone guy because I was there too I think he's just I bet he's gonna leave the church soon well then a notification popped up like later and was like so-and-so joined Marco Polo send him a Marco Polo and then I was like that's weird the next time I logged into Marco Polo he had already blocked me so I think he was just like I don't know I do not know some tit or something (laughs) no I mean and honestly like but that's kind of what prompts the guys to leave i feel like more often than not is like because like guys in my opinion with men in the church they're like i'm here because my wife makes me i'm gonna sit in sacrament meeting with my head down looking at the floor the whole time i'm annoyed i'm deep size i'm not gonna help wrestle the kids at all like that sort of thing like that seems like very par for the course for that so i think what what makes men leave if it's not for a like a philosophical reason it's because they want to express their sexual self so it would make sense that he's trying to be like a sexual deviant, mm. but that could be, that could be his road to leaving too. <laughs> it yeah. could also just be him being a scumbag and he'll probably be in the bishopric before we know it. He's either leaving the church <laughs> or going to become a bishop. That's it. <laughs> either or there's two paths here. <laughs> well, we used to play a game. Are they going on a mission? Or are they going to kill themselves? When we were Oh like, my God, Bobby. <laughs> did you have play that game too? No. No, because it's like when someone goes on a mission, they give away all their shit. You know what I mean? Because they're like, I can't use this when I get home. I can't. Da, 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 da. Here's all like, you know, <sighs> yeah. well, and, and it's like and then if you're suicidal, you give away all your shit. So it's like yeah. it was just like a joke, bro. <laughs> my neighbor boy, my new neighbor boy, they're Mormon. They didn't know we were Mormon for a while, but they eventually found out. But he was like, he's he's on a mission right now during COVID. He like left during the pandemic. Uh huh. He was I can't believe they were sending people because my cousin was going to go before she 
you know, had premarital sex. She was headed to leave last October. And I'm like, in the middle of a pandemic, does Scott still really need you that bad? Yeah, serious. <laughs> Don't even get me started on this. <laughs> but he was like in the front yard. He'd already been set apart, so he couldn't watch TV. So he played a lot of football with his dad in the front yard. Mm-hmm. And it was like the day before his mission like leaving for his mission and he's like throwing the football out in front and I'm just like pulling dandelions out of my garden or whatever Mm -hmm. and he's like hey that's Josh so and so it's probably the last time I'll ever see that kid and I was like are you dying (laughs) (laughs) you're of course gonna see him after you get back hopefully sooner than later when your testimony is broken but even (laughs) if it's only two years. You're going to get home. You're going to get on some form of social media. You're going to reconnect and you're going to be fine. Like, you're not right. dying. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you're also a teenager and you have all these thoughts where you're like, oh, my God. Like, uh, like it's a Yeah, everything's pretty final. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever have um, – I could have totally misread the situation, but I – got into a religious debate with uh, one of my friends who was a return missionary and he was always trying to hook up and I was always like, no, we're friends, leave me alone. Type, <laughs> but, type, type. Send <laughs> no, me his name. No, it's Panguitch. Um, but <sighs> I think he was trying to do the thing where it's like, I'm the man, I'm the authority. He was trying to shut me down in that way. Mm. And I think, he, I think he was hoping that the religious debate, since he was so learned and I was just this heathen that wanted to leave the church he thought that he was just going to get one over me on me real quick, dominate, be the dominant figure, and then we were going to hook up. Like, he was trying to use that as a tactic to seduce. Have you Weird. ever had that happen to you with, you with you? Where it's like, let's have, like, a heated debate about religion and then, like, make out. But by the end of it, I was like, take me home now. <laughs> like, we were that cruising around. That is weird. Yeah. I but don't I put, you know what? I've never experienced it, but I don't put it fast. Past. I don't put it past these fucking dudes because there were so many red flags of the missionaries that I served with. Mm -hmm. Like there were power hungry dudes. There were prideful assholes. There were people that thought they were all that and a Uh bag of chips. No, 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 no. I could see right through all that shit. So nobody ever tried that with me, but I also was never leaving the church until I was married. So that could also be a factor. But I also think a lot of Mormons, and this annoyed the fuck out of me, thought, again, that I just decided to be rebellious and leave the church. <laughs> and it's like, bro, I probably read more scriptures than you have, but cool, let's do it. If you want to brawl, let's fucking do it. I love it. I would love to put I, you in your place right now. <laughs> I definitely love that I was so dedicated to learning all the scriptures because, bitch, I know your shit front, back, and center. <laughs> like, come at me. I, I know time. what I'm talking about. I did it at the time, but now it's like completely got like, I've just, Oh yeah. But now like, that I'm re- just like, um, love and peace, live, live your life. I don't give a fuck if you think that I'm doing the wrong thing. Cause I like my life. You like your life. Do it. Like that's well, my new armor is like, I'm not, right. I'm not like, prepared for battle. Thing, yeah. I'm just like throwing flower petals at them. <laughs> just, well, I, I don't t- know. I told, I actually told like a little Christian girl that worked for me. Cause she's like, do you want to have like a debate about like the Bible and stuff? I'm like, yeah, if we were the same age and I would have wasted you and you wouldn't be more, you wouldn't be religious anymore. I'm like, but I don't give a fuck about any of that shit anymore. <laughs> I'm like, you go find a girl that's like me. That's your age. And <laughs> you know what I her. give a fuck about? Let's talk about illegal drug use and how and the tunes. prison system is overrun by, uh, 
yeah let's have political debates here <laughs> right and uh this but this boy that i'm talking about he was uh part of the group the circle of people that uh in speech and debate brought their scriptures and tried to debate like like six of them tried to debate the one jehovah's witness remember that story <laughs> I do not. <laughs> okay, so when I was in high school in Panguitch, the speech and debate teacher let there was one Jeho- or no, there was one Jehovah's Witness kid in my class, and he had a little brother. So there were two in the whole school, oh my and God. E- everyone picked on him, <sighs> like everyone bullied them because they didn't. They were Jehovah's Witness, you know, like they would like chastise them, like it was just awful. And for some reason, the teacher set aside a whole entire class period where the Mormons could bring in their Book of Mormon and he could bring in his Bible and they could have a debate. So they circled this Jehovah's Witness boy. He was sitting in the middle. Everyone put their desks around him and all just badgered him for 45 minutes. I sat at the edge of the classroom and I was fuming. Holy fuck. I was like, this goes against fucking everything that this, this country... This is not a safe environment. That this this country is not a friendly for, debate. Yeah, like, no, yeah. no, no, no. And like like six against one no are you out of your goddamn mind that teacher pretty much sanctioned a bully fest yeah 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 so i remember sitting there just glaring at and i by the way everyone in that circle was someone i considered a friend oh my god and i remember losing so much fucking respect for them and as soon as the bell rang i bolted like i walked out and this boy followed me out (laughs) and he was like trying to like justify it and i was just like that was disgusting you guys are gross and you didn't get any like he's he i'm like he you guys want to talk about testimonies this jehovah's witness has a way stronger testimony than any of you yeah all of you combined and then you just bullied him like that i'm like i'm disgusted like i was straight up i'm like i'm fucking disgusted (sighs) and (laughs) i'm like not what nothing you guys just did was christ-like i'm like disgusted and so i think he was stoked to come home from his mission thinking that he knew more Mm. that he could have like put me in my place because I humiliated him right there by telling him how disgusting I thought the situation was. Yeah. And he was also really into me. Like we were good friends and he was always trying to hook up, but I was just like eight naive and didn't think it was happening. (laughs) And then I just was also like not into it, but there's just certain things that's like, there's way more pride involved than spirituality. And this is what turns me off to the religion. (laughs) But yeah, like that, that I remember like looking at like, cause that would have never happened in Richfield high school, Penguich high school. Like the teacher was just observing it. He was like grading papers and like checking in every once in a while. But I was just like, this is so offensive. Like, I don't like that. I don't (laughs) like like that. Nope. You want me to get riled up? I'm getting riled up right now. I'm like, motherfucker. You've just given me the ultimate like reason that I probably will never live in a small town again is because my kid will be the minority Mm -hmm. and it will be unjust. I mean, but right now, though, I think I think your kid's actually in an advantage because there are no minorities really anymore because of the Internet, right? Girl, I've been looking up houses in Panguitch. <laughs> There's not like they're they're building a shit ton. Don't go to Panguitch. But I thought if you were going there, like you said last <laughs> last time, I was like, I probably could move to Panguitch. I miss small towns. But then I'm like, no, 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 no. I nope. need you to not follow me if I move. We can still do this. We're not even in the same room right now. <laughs> but no, do not have your kid go to school in Penguin. That's a mistake. Yeah. Like you, you're going to have to be on top of her anyways. And yeah, they would, they would, they would probably eat her alive. I'm not going to, and it would be awful. It would be devastating to watch. And it would affect her big time. Yeah. But I was a, I was a transplant and I was watching all this shit unfold. And I was just like, 
I don't want any part of this. And I can't believe this is my favorite class and this is happening. Wow. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Uh, so let's talk about regrets about leaving the church or the process of leaving the church. Do you have any? Mine are. <laughs> um, They're so loaded, Bobby, your questions. Well, I know, but like, I think it's good to see. Cause like my regrets are just the times where I was rude or dismissive to someone because they were Mormon, you know? Yeah. I regret the times that I acted the way they treated. I treated people the way they treated me, like because of they were Mormon or, you know, cause I was just like, fuck you. You're not valuable. Um, because of my own anger. So I do regret that. Um, but I think it's just part of the process. <laughs> um, yeah. But I also think that like, cause you're like, you should be a missionary, like an anti-missionary. And I think that would be like, such a douche move because my brother is super like I remember we were at my grandma's funeral and my dad's oldest sister who's 20 years older <laughs> than him uh they were there and we were the only like non-mormons there because they're from San Francisco mm-hmm. and uh so we were like standing on the outskirts of the graveside and we kind of hung out with these guys the whole funeral because we were we're all the weird we're the alternative ones <laughs> I'm yeah. start calling myself alternative forever but oh like. my god Bobby <laughs> don't don't bust my balls over it. No, I'm like uh, I'm like in the process of making a sweater that just says the word alternative. It, so. <laughs> alternative by JD Borg. <laughs> um, it's a scent. Um, that's what I should call my fragrance is alternative. <laughs> Please. Alternative by JD Borg. Oh my um, god. What was I saying? I forgot. Do you remember? You were standing on the outskirts of the cemetery. Oh, of the cemetery and uh, the graveside. And my brother was asking my, our cousins, like, so what's your religious standpoint? And they're like, oh, we're, we got like one foot in atheism. And he's like, well, let's, what can we do to get that other foot in there? And I was like, what a douchebag. I thought my brother was a douche for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let them live. That's how. Let's have fun with them at grandma's funeral and not talk about religion. How about we do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so I hated... Um, so I, I'm just like, you got to let people live. But I, I was incredibly angry and, you know, rightfully so because I was forced into this oppressive lifestyle. But so were the mm-hmm. people who forced us, you know, and yeah. get, it's like it's generational, just like you said. And anger, giving given the religion, anger is just giving it too much energy. Yeah, um, it truly is. You know, and it's it's I, I feel like I, get, I continue to give the church my energy long after I left it because of my anger for it was so strong. And I know that we're talking about it right now and we're making a whole podcast about it. I was it, but... just going to say, like, <laughs> when we started this podcast, I definitely didn't want it to be an anti-Mormon podcast right. because I really don't care. But telling my story has been an important part of mm-hmm. of expressing myself, which thing I've not been able to do. Exactly. And it's like, I feel like this is a different kind of energy because... Yeah. I'm not coming at this from an anger place. I'm just trying to be real about my experience. Yeah. So like I am, I do regret the anger I felt. I understand why I had it. (laughs) Like I get it. Yeah. Um, You know, I get why people are pissed off when they leave the church and I get why people like want to shake people and be like, please leave the church. Yeah. I I get that feeling, but I'm so happy to not have it anymore. (laughs) And I regret spending all that time having it, you know, the time that I did. I don't think I, any regrets? I don't think I ever had a zealous 
don't listen to this. I think I took more of like a, this is what I'm doing. Like I've had several friends reach out and just be like, help me navigate this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't. You yeah. navigate it. Because if you follow what I'm doing, you're not going to feel authentic to you. And if you follow what I'm saying, it's not going to resonate with you anyway. Right. Like, it's like, and and you do see that when people leave the church. Like, the fact that my mom left the church and then immediately went religion hopping. Yeah. Like, in my mind, I'm like, why would you even want to go back to a religion? Like, you made it out. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, you don't understand how lucky you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, I get that. And I also understand... And again, I have a lot of years on you about this. So, but I understand why you're frustrated with it where it's just like, you got to figure it out for yourself. I had to figure it out for myself too. But like, I understand that I don't know where to start. Just help me get my footing so I can get going. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to be influential at all. Cause I think, like, like I said, spirituality nope. is not people's business. You know, I am not in the business for helping people get out. Right. If you listen to these stories and it resonates with you Mm -hmm. and, like, you find yourself on a similar path, fuck, sure, reach out. But, like, don't have the only thing be in common with me is that that you left the same religion that I left. And please don't put your eggs in my basket. Yes. Like, I'm fine. I'm I'm an ally with people leaving the church. I'm an ally for people staying in it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But, like, I'm. if you want to have an open and honest conversation with me and I have the space for you i'm happy to have that conversation but you people need to understand that like uh this is uh, our i guess this podcast is us giving you a, an affirmation that what you're doing is the right thing but like no no one can tell you how to walk you know yeah <laughs> like you got to figure that shit yep. out yep um are we going to talk about um people who have reached out and like are we going to talk about that sometime down well, the well, page? <laughs> that's that's right next is how you thought family would act and versus how they actually acted. And then the next one's going to be friends, how they acted and how you thought they actually acted. So what, what's your, uh, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I will say that I am not formally out of the church right. yet. Not a lot of people are. I think I would be. But so my grandparents, okay, my mom, okay, God damn it. People know this. You're the one, you're the one holding the still together. You're the back, reason why the family's back, back, still. Back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Once upon a time, my whole childhood, they talked <laughs> about these families that can be together forever mm-hmm. through Heavenly Father's plan. I always want to be with my own family. Uh, the whole lesson is if your family is sealed in the temple, then you get to be sealed to God. Like then your family is forever. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you my entire childhood. I worried that I would be lost because mm-hmm. my mom was not sealed to my dad. Uh, and <laughs> my father my dad, my, I mean, I'm going to call him my dad now because I'm closer to him. Mm-hmm. He reached out when I was 18 and he said, okay, so like, okay, back up. <laughs> I always was like, grandma, I, this was weighing on my conscience constantly. Like, grandma, I don't want to be lost. Like the church is telling me that if I don't, that I'm not sealed, then I'm not going to be with be you guys. I will find you, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to be lost. So it was like from 
ch- a baby child to 17 i was just always talking stressed. about that yeah, like you're stressed. i don't want to be lost my dad reaches out to me says he's converting to mormonism mm-hmm. and that he and his wife and his children are going to be sealed he wants you in. i didn't know this and, this is cool yeah, and he wanted me to come down to california and be sealed to him mm-hmm. and i didn't know him and dad if you're listening like this is why I put in this is why I ran mm-hmm. I didn't know him and the only stories I knew about him were what my mom told me about right. him yeah. and I didn't want to be sealed to him and his wife strangers that stranger quote unquote bad people had no idea who this person was she right. looked crazy mm-hmm. um, found out that that opinion was pretty spot on <laughs> no offense to my brothers but i i cannot yeah. drive with your mom mm-hmm. i can't drive with my mom so don't take offense yeah right um, <laughs> i don't like moms <laughs> um, i don't even like milf porn okay <laughs> ew. <laughs> don't ew me don't ew me you bisexual. i'm sorry i didn't mean to yuck your yum okay no it's not it's not my yum i was serious i was just i was just fucking around it was a joke oh okay <laughs> i'm not into milf porn my i'm i've gone to college they reach out to me by myspace like this is how they found me <laughs> to, age you, to, to date the to carbon date the, the story <laughs> they find me on myspace uh and this is like one of the first things they tell me is that they're gonna get sealed and they want me to come be and part like, of their family hey, i really like your profile song do you want to come get sealed <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like Anyway, uh, it was Avril Lavigne, wasn't it? Just say it. <laughs> no, I don't even know that they had profile songs in 2006, but yeah, they did. I think <laughs> maybe it not. Was... Maybe it was like it was like 2007, 2008. You're right. Yeah. So um, I go home for like a weekend to stock up on toiletries or some shit, <laughs> and <laughs> I tell my grandparents, I'm like, "What does this mean? Like, if my dad gets sealed." I don't want him, I don't want to be sealed to him because mm-hmm. he's not my family. You're my family. Like, you guys are my parents. And, like, now this is all complicated. So then my mom, who's, like, I don't know, in, out, in, out, make up your right. mind about the church. So she talks to her bishop and she says, honey, you don't have to be sealed to, because you're going to be connected to god through your priesthood through your closest priesthood relative who is your grandpa oh, and right. i try to tell her uh but like, not if not my really. dad gets baptized and gets <laughs> know, sealed right, right. not helping mom so she reminds me of this super guilt-ridden letter i tell my grandparents can, I I just, said, can we just pause for like one second yeah. and just really reflect on what a bizarre thing for a child to be stressed out about. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember those feelings, like, where you're like, you know, I got like, cause like, that's one of the things that I was scared about. Cause I'm like, what if I, what if I ruin the ceiling of the whole family because I'm the one? And like, what if that's true? And then we are lost and da 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 da. Like, yeah, yeah, that is a panic attack mode that you're having about the afterlife yeah. when you're. 11 years old freaking mm-hmm. the fuck out or even when you're 18 that's still pretty young cool. yeah <laughs> yes it is so i i we work it out i'm 18 i don't need my father's permission to get adopted 
I'm almost 19, actually, and uh, my brother turns 18. He doesn't need permission from his father to get adopted. A man in our ward does pro bono adoption work for me and my brother to be adopted by my grandparents. And it really upsets my mom um, because it just really seals the deal that we don't want to be hers anymore. Well, I think she's a narcissist too. And she takes that as like, instead of seeing the hurt she's done for you and being like, okay, I get where you're coming from. Like when, when someone like inches themselves away from me because of something I've done to them, I can be like, okay, I get where you're coming from. She doesn't have that capable she doesn't have that potential she, no, she's, she does, doesn't. she's not capable of doing that so all she's thinking about is how hurt she is because no matter what you guys should be want to be around her constantly because she's the greatest yeah so we do this kind of like in stealth we both mm-hmm. go to the courthouse oh i'm gonna get emotional <laughs> we both my my grandparents didn't want to do this because they didn't want it to be complicated mm-hmm. but they they saw how important it was to me because i'd always talked about like i'm scared that i'm going to be lost so my brother's 18 i'm 19 we go to the courthouse the judge says you are legally and lawfully their children mhm which means you get the same rights and privileges as their blood-born children. Mm-hmm. Which means we have an equal right to what happens to them. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like he's like nailing it in. Yeah, yeah. I, and he's yeah. like, he's I know like, what adoption is yeah, yeah. But <laughs> he's really pushing like this has like not just church benefits like or ramifications like. That's legal too. Yeah, legally binding. So, I a, I, can I interject in a couple of questions? Yeah. Um. Why? Okay. So, why do you always? Because you, you, I've heard the story before. You get choked up about it every time, and it's like, why do you get so choked up? Is it because you push so hard for it that you feel like you, you caused a big sting for nothing? So, is that is that why you get choked up, or do you get choked up because they did this for you, or like what's what's causing the emotion? Like, like, is it shame? Is it, is it like, like, like what, like, I, I'm trying to understand like why you get emotional about this because like in my head, I'm like, okay, if you feel like you're burdening them with this, they put that, they put that worry in your head. Like they raised you Mormon, you know what I mean? And he was your dad and you are expressing this fear that's very real to us growing up because that's how we were raised because that's how they raised us. So what? if it's guilt like how dare they you know what i mean that's how i feel about it like it's like why why are you feeling anything but elation at this point even though it didn't it ended up not being a thing you were fault you were doing you were doing everything right <laughs> you know so can you explain to me what what the why why you get emotional like every time like what what's that coming from where is that coming from I think the number one reason why I haven't like quit the church formally, former formally is because I did I did 
you know, fight for this. We got adopted so that we could be sealed. You know, like, it's all I wanted was to belong to my family. And then... Yeah, but, like, who are you Who are you putting out here, though? Like, that's, that's, that's what I like. Because it feels like when you explain it to me, it's like you feel ashamed that you like you're not allowed to change your mind because you put someone through this but it's like okay so your grandparents adopted you who gives a fuck like that's a cool thing you know what i mean it's like my grandparents with my fucking car it's like why is this an ugly situation i think they're just like holding on to it like do they hold do they hold it over your head no they're they're not malicious with it i think they just hold out hope and i don't want them to see on like so what happens when you remove your records is you can do it in secret and they're not going to tell your parents but what happens is during tithing settlement if you've removed your records from the church they know like there's ways of them for no to know it it shows that you don't have a membership number anymore okay and so what happens is like that ceiling is broken right but so do you think you'll leave after they pass yeah i definitely will okay because i I mean i I mean i get that because like i left the state to leave because i didn't want to affect my grandma but i just like you when you talk about them adopting you it's like they did this big thing for me and it's like well i mean they were your parents and you were also concerned about being attached to a stranger because of a religion they taught you so like for them to treat you anything but normal for wanting to be adopted by them uh, annoys me. But I don't is that what they're doing? I don't know. No, you know they're I mean? not. I just feel like I've caused them so much heartbreak already that like and my grandma's my grandma's health is failing and has been for a long time. Like she's going to go soon and my grandpa also is and it's just like I just want to have my last years like I'm down to I could probably count the times I'm going to see them on my hands you know right yeah I just don't want it to be plagued with like disappointment in me yeah because I want my last memories of my grandparents to not be like them upset and yeah. like worried about your what I, yeah i get what you mean i would rather be excommunicated for this fucking podcast please do it for the content i really like fingers middle <laughs> fingers up at the church like come at me bro but i'm not doing it on my own like right that'd be too much heartbreak i i get what you're saying and on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, I'd probably do the same thing. Because obviously, on the one hand, I did do the same thing with my grandma. But on the other hand, I have my other grandma who was way more involved in my life. And, like, I told them the last time I saw them, like, you guys are, like, my parents, as far as this shit's concerned, just deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Um, so I get where you're coming from. But she and I have had a lot of, like, interesting conversations but it did take her a while to come to grips with it. So now that you, I understand what you're saying. When you're like, I'm on a time crunch. Why, why do it? Yeah. It literally is just, I'm waiting for them. My mother-in-law, she did commit, like make me commit that I wouldn't leave the church. Cause her, her, her son that I married is her only son and he's special. But like, that was like, pfft, that was five years ago. Like we, we'll probably leave. We, we were going to leave if, 
uh, either of them secretly put Halo's name on the registries of the church. Like, no, no nobody did. But we were like, we'll leave if you do that. We really oh, will so you, fucking you, you, fuck you out of here. You it. You're like, we'll pull yeah. out. Okay, good. Yeah. Because, I mean, it is so tricky and it's like... But, like, again, you're like, okay, you're worried about my a daughter's eternal salvation. I guess I can't be too mad at you about it. But that's also just a mind fuck. <laughs> they yeah. do not leave your child alone. Yeah. If you put, if you do a child of record, mm-hmm. they are there until they can remove their own record at 18. That means wherever you go, your child is going to be harassed by primary presidencies. They'll be put on young women's list and be harassed there. There'll be a project for the young women to befriend or the the primary teachers to befriend. It's a form of harassment. And I will like, I did not leave the church so that you could just badger my children. Agreed. And then on the other hand, like I'm playing devil's advocate, which is annoying, but I'm just going to do it just for the sake of the people that are listening. Interesting that that you would be in this spot, but continue. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, No, but uh, when I left the church with, and I had my exit interview, he's like, well, he's like, you're always, you'll always be a part of us. Like if you need help at any time, you know, reach out to us. And I feel like if I wasn't like a foreign land and I was strapped for cash or stranded or something i the first place i i'd go to a church before i went to an embassy i feel yeah yeah okay i would go to a different church no i mean like i go to the mormon church and be like i'm from utah i'm a mormon i need you to get me back there and they'd be like oh yes okay <laughs> they'd be like, like the mob is here for you kiss the ring <laughs> kiss the ring no because when you tell when you tell an out-of-state mormon that you're from utah they're like oh <laughs> have you had that or no is that my own personal experience uh, pff, uh the only time i've been out of state was when i was on my mission like <laughs> so yeah, no. okay, I feel like it's like, okay all right. um okay so family so okay how did you think your family was gonna react to you being less active and have they followed suit or have it has anyone surprised you no, they ex- acted exactly as I thought they would. They were just was- like, what the fuck? My cousin, who was not Mormon, she was pretty excited. Right. Uh, but that relationship has since deteriorated into bullshit. So, I mean. Right. Yeah, Wait, did she go too hard when she left? Is that part of it? Like, I hate Mormons that leave oh, and they're no. like, fuck Mormons, fuck this, fuck that. You're just like, dude, shut up. <laughs> like, I, <that's>... think, <laughs> I think people thought that I was I was closer to the cause. What cause? I think they thought that I was more angry exmo than I was just oh. passive postmo. Like, so they were pissed off about the way you were handling your uh, exodus. I think maybe that they would that's just so like... fucking annoying. I've had that happen before too. Where you, and it's just like, dude, shut up. This is my thing. Like get out of my, get off my dick. Yeah. Like so many people would like, okay. So once I officially was like, I'm not Mormon anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, then I got like added to all of these like Exmo groups mm, I hate and that. like on Facebook or whatever. But I was just like, I don't, I truly don't have anything in common with these people because I'm not angry about it. You're just and like yeah. I'm more angry now because I've been like 
build in my Exmo testimony for this podcast. <laughs> and I've been like digging right? my, digging some my things little up where you're like, oh shit, I forgot. Yeah, that I've been existed. walking around in the muck being like, yeah, that is fucked up. Like I'm getting angry about it. But like, I was just like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm just cool with just, just being living out. my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, and there's that part where you're just like, I'm just grateful that it's over. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't have anything else to say. I don't want to dedicate any more of my energy to this. I'm just glad yes. it's over and yep. I will take my leave now. Thank you. Yep. Bye. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I feel like my, I feel like everyone saw it just coming because I've just yeah. always been this, with me. I've like, always been alternative. I've always been alternative. But like, even in the family dynamic, like my mom's side of the family, we've always been like the alternative. <laughs> like we've been the creative, like you know jake's my brother jake was a stoner in high school ob was a stoner like you know it's like we've always kind of been like the eclectic group so i don't think anyone necessarily they didn't do anything they weren't like shocked (laughs) no one was like freaking shocked when i left but i definitely got like the guilt from like my aunts and stuff that was just like i just worry about you your soul and like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna miss you for eternity i just love you so Uh much because Uh like i'm never we're not gonna see each other again and like life is so small and it's just like you've been given this gift and blah 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 blah. yeah and then um as far as friends went um i just figured my mormon friends in high school were just high school friends i i was ready to be done with mormonism in high school and if you spent any time with me it was pretty clear i think yeah (laughs) you know like everyone like i feel like i was i hope i was respectful i mean i was a shithead teenager but i hope i was respectful enough to the people who are just like do your own thing i'm gonna do mine yeah i don't if i'm wrong i don't think that i ever viewed you as like a aggressive person yeah so no and um i had a lot of active mormon friends that i was courteous about the church around you know Mm -hmm. like i I didn't curse around them and stuff but i did a lot of assuming and just abandoned a lot of my hometown friends um for like the past decade just because i was like well you know girl you are speaking my language right now (laughs) right like i'm totally trying to reconnect with people because i assumed that i wouldn't be accepted anymore yeah. Because I stopped being who who they thought I was. Yeah, and it was a lot of assuming. And I guess I think it was also just what I needed to do. You know what I mean? It was part of my process. Everybody's process is different. Yeah. But I just assumed that we were done. And then everyone's been coming out of the woodwork. And people that I never thought would leave the church, you are included in this group. I'm having these conversations about why fuck the church. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> It's, it's also like and that's that's the thing i regret is that i didn't give you know people even my friends who are still mormon i i should give people more credit but i it was so in you know in in my brain that leaving the church was just such a huge sin and it was such a huge turning of the back that that they would have to do it just to save their own soul or some shit like that like just some mm-hmm. wild shit so i was just like I'm just going to leave. And then everyone has been, you know, we get out into the real world where there's more than, you know, 10,000 people in your town and you realize people don't actually really give a shit. Like we were way too invasive about people's religious views at school. Oh yeah. Like we ask way too many questions. Yeah. (laughs) We're nosy assholes. Like Like, small town is. Yeah. Yeah. And like also how the religion is, how it's like, well, what are you up to? Well, this is what you did in school. Well, this is how you act in school, but I see you at church on Sunday and da, 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 da. 
And I would I would do the same thing. At like, me next time, Bobby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, no, no. I'm just saying like, the, this is mostly happening in Penguin more than anything is I'd have that and I would wep- like, they're, you're going to weaponize it with me. I'll weaponize it with you. You're the biggest toe in school. Let's talk about it at church. I'll come to church to talk about it. <laughs> One time at a South Severe basketball game, um, I was sitting by my South Severe friends. Okay, back up. It was at Richfield, so it was on my mm-hmm. turf, right? Yeah. But, but I was you were sitting si- with... But you're sitting on the, the South Severe side, you I was bitch. sitting on the South Severe side because I was, like, friends with them. I still was like, hi, I love you. And then one time, the Richfield made, like, a basket, and I was like, woohoo! And then uh, the daughter of a bishop, a daughter of a bishop in They're South always Severe, the biggest toes. I love them. God, <laughs> love, God love the daughters of the bishops. <laughs> they turned around, and they were like... If you're gonna cheer for Richfield, sit with Richfield. And I was like, if you're gonna be Mormon, don't be have sex Mormon. with your boyfriend. <laughs> and she never talked to me again. And no, I and honestly, like, me as like a leaving the church Mormon, if I was sitting next to you and heard you say that, I'd be like, oh, damn, she got you. <laughs> I was just like all about like, don't be a fucking hypocrite, but yeah, like, like, don't come at me. Go to I'll church. I'll come right back at you. Yeah, no, and I would do that too because it's like, first of all, just don't don't talk to me. First of all, yeah. But if you want to talk, bitch, let's go. I'm gonna destroy you. Out of here. <laughs> yeah, if but... I was at South Severe, I would not be like doing that bullshit. But I was right. like in the Richfield gym. Listen to me like talk about high school like it fucking matters. No, but I also think like I I feel like I vaguely when you tell stories like this I vaguely remember people being like she's such a badass. <laughs> <laughs> like cuz I used to do that stuff too. I would go um to the opposing side and cheer for the other team. I do that at jazz games <laughs> now and I get yelled at by like 80-year-old men. <laughs> oh my god we're just trolls that's what we are well it's just like calm down it's sports (laughs) calm down Uh, it doesn't matter (laughs) um did you go through the loud rebellious stage after you left though like where you were like very angry and kind of in your face did you ever go through that no i feel like i'm doing it more now that i'm i'm um doing it the right way though through a podcast (laughs) i am doing it through like the podcast but more like expressing appreciation for my fat body Uh is like the most rebellious I've felt. And I am six years post Mormon. So I feel like I didn't do the loud rebellious, like give me all the booze. Let's have all the sex. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I feel like you're, uh, I don't mean it that way either. Like, cause I didn't, I didn't do the, like I didn't drink until I was like pretty much old enough. I was like almost 21. And then, I smoke weed and then like I do cocaine once a year. Who cares? So like I and that was and that was and that was years later. So like that's that's only been like a five years tradition. But um, so like I I I mean mostly just like in the, cause like uh I'm just gonna just cause like I feel like your posts and stuff are way more driven toward a certain message. Like I feel like there's like intent in your posts. Like I, I'm feeling there's a little angst in it, and I'm not even saying like it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like that's what I'm talking about. Cause like. I feel like my angst coincided with my teenage angst too. So I'm grateful for that. <laughs> but there yeah. were definitely times where I was like, yo, check this out. And understanding that while you're not coming across aggressive, while you're not being aggressive, some Mormons could take you as hostile. You know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know what posts you're talking about. Are you talking about before you left Facebook or are you talking about something on Instagram? 
No, I'm just talking about like random stuff on Instagram, like it's like catching your attention. I'm not even saying it like negative. I'm not. I'm not talking shit right now. No, 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 I no. no. Sure I want clear. you to tell me what it is because I'm trying to follow you. I can't even think of it. It's just like something that like a Mormon, a super Mormon, could just be like, oh, you know what I mean? Okay, I okay. I admit. Like, I, I'm just saying. I'm saying there's like I, I feel like there's like a few a week. So I'm like she might be I, because I, I'm like I'm like maybe she's feeling something. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, it's more of okay. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. I do. And, know I'm, not, and I'm not even. I'm not even judging you about it. I'm just. No, no, just, no. I'm just inquiring about it. You know what I mean? Um, I get fucking fired up about social justice right now because, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, it coincides with Mormonism. You know? Yeah, because yeah. of that. But pff, nobody's in my feed. The people that I'm yelling about this are all like, like I'm just circle jerking right now. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Well, and, <laughs> at and this like, point. Well, and, like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it because, like, my social media is mostly for me, too. Like, I'll post something on my story that I want to remind myself of. Yes. Because I want to I, I, I see I re- it in the archive. <laughs> yeah, I rewatched my stories, like, five times a day. <laughs> and that's a modest number because I think I'm hilarious. So, like, <laughs> so like I'm not, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, like, now that I know what your audience is and stuff, it's just you're just doing it for yourself. But I, was there ever a time where you were, like, ready to brawl about mormonism or anything like i do that. have a story about that so um i was shortly i'm gonna go to this right now um i do i do post things to rile people up you know mm-hmm. i do yeah well, um, I, mean, I, I mean i think i do too but i also think i think everything's fun don't don't censor yourself because i said something that's not what this no, is no, no 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 uh i do things that like poke the bear i'm a i'm a poke yeah. the bear kind of person so one time I was watching conference at mm-hmm. my father-in-law's house because he was yeah. Mr. Obispo, the bishop. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, they always trick us into coming over that weekend. They're like, come <laughs> over for lunch. And then like, Girl, we're you need to get stuck. a calendar, all right? I know. <laughs> no, well, I'm not honestly, even, I'm so work- not Mormon. I forget that it exists. Conference right, and wh- does. And when I worked downtown at Buka, and I would like be driving to work, and I'd be like, "Fuck, it's conference!" Like every <laughs> single time. <laughs> it's April. God damn it! <laughs> I'm like, can't wait to make a thousand Italian sodas, <laughs> and no tips, and I know. no tips. A, 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 a Italian sodas to go with your fettuccine Alfredo. God, don't tempt me. That's such sounds so good right now. Let's go uh, and get that Mormon no, meal. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, anyway, there's something we love is carbonation and butter. So <laughs> yes, but no, no uh, caffeine. So then somebody, some some asshat high up in the church, aka an apostle, he made us a, a talk that said, you know. We get you just, it. You just if sound there's... like Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get it if there's an ox in the mire. What does that mean? But oftentimes, it feels like you put an ox in the mire. Like you're so, like your own ox... problems. Yeah, cause your cause your own excuse to break the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, because like the saying is. 
you should keep the Sabbath day holy. But if the right. ox is in the mire, you have to work to get the ox out of the mire. Like that's the excuse. So they, yeah. So like give themselves reasons to go. Like, yeah. So it's like, like in it's college. It's like how Walter doesn't roll on Shabbos in the Big Lebowski. Yes. You're not supposed to do anything on Sunday. Yes. You said it's an emergency. <laughs> I don't roll on Shabbos. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even Jewish. You converted for your wife. She's gone. 3,000 years of beautiful. <laughs> I, could, I could go on, but let's not continue. Let's not. This is not. Not a a (laughs) podcast about movies. Um, So, not yet. Anyway, (laughs) I made I made a a picture, an album cover, like not an album cover. I made a what is it called? Facebook cover photo. So it goes Mm -hmm. right above your picture. Yeah. That just said "Ox Breeder, Meyer Maker." (laughs) That's pretty funny. And people were not appreciating it oh, i made yeah. it i made it fucking immediately after he said that i was mm-hmm. just like yes this is me i'm an ox breeder <laughs> i'm a mire maker i'm ready to make your guys's sunday dreams come true like Call, dm me for details yes so like my former mission companion messaged me and she was like or she I'm commented really worried and she's about like, you no she was just like are you I thought you didn't watch conference because I thought you weren't Mormon. And I was like, well, you know how it is. (laughs) You know how it is. (laughs) You know how it is. The saying is you can leave the church, but you can't leave it alone. (laughs) I said, you know how it is. You can leave the church, but they won't leave you alone. Oh, that's awesome. And she was like, I don't really get why you'd be so invested in this, but whatever. And I was like, Bro, I'm just trying to tell people that if they want to come to Sunday brunch with me, I'm open for business. Like, that's all it is. Um, I would always, I like, we're on the same path because I like to poke the bear too because of conference. <laughs> I'd be like, well, isn't conference on the Sabbath? Like, you're not supposed to drive. You're not supposed to spend money. And here all these people are at dinner at Buka right after conference. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, you're breaking uh-huh. all the rules to go see the prophet. Like, none of this makes sense. <laughs> well. And the ox is in the mire. We're all hungry. And, and like how they like squirm and you're like, yeah, you should squirm. You've made me squirm plenty. Here I am to make you squirm. Uh, 10% is good enough for the Lord, but um, 20% here is the tip. Thank you. 20%. <laughs> no, they, Mormons are pretty bad tippers. They're pretty bad tippers. Yeah, they're pretty bad tippers. I mean, I'm a great tipper, so I didn't get that from the Mormonism. I, I, grew, I made it from waiting tables, but. Yeah, I made it from being in the industry too. <laughs> yeah, but Mormons are not good tippers. <laughs> Um. Okay, so no rebellious stage for you. Nah. Just, a, just a little poke in the bear here. I'm and there. a, but I'm still a bear poker, but I've always been a bear poker. So what? Do you, oh yeah, same. Like in any any sense of the word. Yeah, um, I'm always waving to cops on the freeway. <laughs> like, what's up, bro? And then always, Spencer's always like, stop poking the bear. <laughs> I always like to stick my head out after they don't get me a ticket and say, "Be careful out there." <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um anyways uh what do you miss about being a mormon (sighs) the celestial kingdom the uh, the possibility of the going to the celestial (laughs) um i only have one answer and it's ford christmas parties that's all i could come up with oh (laughs) i love ford christmas parties i think i miss a couple of things okay one i miss my neighbors being nice to me are your neighbors dicks to you my one neighbor is not a dick to me. My one Mormon neighbor. My mm-hmm. other neighbor is uh, from the... Kansas, and uh-huh. they're liberal, and they, like, fuck yeah with my Black Lives Matter signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we jive real good. But, like, 
anybody else in the neighborhood is so avoidant of me because they're probably uh, all Utah Mormons though, right? Yeah. Like yeah. It, the 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 key here is the Kansas Mormons are cooler than the Utah Mormons. Oh yeah, the Kansas people aren't even Mormon. Oh, they're, they're rad. No. But and like I've been jiving a little bit on like our Facebook group with the non-Mormon people and being like, okay, yeah, like there's cool people in this neighborhood, but Cities Most are people also really impersonal, like yeah, compared to like a small town. Like I know, I know all my mom's neighbors, and I haven't yeah. lived there for twenty years. But yep. like yep. I don't know, and that could be very well it because I like sit and I wave at people. I know you don't follow me on Snapchat, but I I don't need have a... Snapchat. I don't follow anybody on Snapchat because I don't have it. I know I'm addicted. <laughs> But I was like, every day these ladies walk to the mailbox and I wave at them and every day they ignore me. Like every day I see them, I'm Mm -hmm. like, hey, what's up? They like flat up ignore me. So I miss that. I miss loving the songs. Yeah, the music for you. The music. Because I have such... (sighs) There's no lullabies to sing to my kid. I think you're going to get to a point where you will detach it because I'm... You know, we're, we're both super into music for like, you know, different in different ways. But like, I love old, um, like Christian music. I love like, I love the idea of how moving religious music is. And if that's why you think you're having a religious experience is because mm-hmm. of the music, because of the music. That's a hundred percent it. But I can't sing those words to my kid. We'll make like, I can't, words. <laughs> I can't sing like, I am a child of God and he has sent me here. Uh, I, I just don't, I just don't jive mom. with that, you know? And she sure loves you here. I'm, uh, I, for a long time, I was like, what's wrong with the world, mama? People living like ain't not go, ain't got is, no mamas. What is that? That sounds, what is that? I think the whole world's addicted to the drama. <laughs> Where is the love by the black eyed peas? Oh, but in my own soulful love? version. That's the only version I know. That's the only I know. <laughs> Where is the it's like when Tom Cruise is singing Dakota Fanning a lullaby to your deuce coop on a War of the Worlds. That's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of the weirdest shit to sing to my kid in like a soft tone. <laughs> Little deuce coop, you don't know what I got. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the music and the togetherness and yeah. obviously ward, ward Christmas parties, right? Yeah, yeah. So not much. I mean, we should have our own ward Christmas party. No, I don't care about people enough to like. No, but like, imagine if we had like our friends and there was like booze in the punch, and we an like, Exmo Christmas party. Yeah, and we rented out like a gym, and we did like, a gym. <laughs> yeah, because like that's where it's at. And the it has to be in a basketball court somewhere. And like Santa Claus comes at the end. We serve like yes. funeral potatoes and ham, and like. It could be like potentially like really fun and nostalgic for the all the greatest moms. fucking Christmas pageant ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could even just rent out the steak center and not tell me. Hey, have alcohol. I have an idea. <laughs> By what? the time this podcast comes out, let's host a ward Christmas party for our listeners. I would love that. Let's do it. Wouldn't that be rad? That'd be so fun. <laughs> hey, mark your calendars, bitches. <laughs> mark your calendars. Um, okay, so what's the best parts about not being Mormon? I just wrote, um, <laughs> like, where to begin? <laughs> but my- I'm going to say my favorite part is actually not feeling guilty when I swear. I swear all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. I go back to listen to songs from, like, so when I was not loudly. swearing and I say all the swear words in them and I'm like, yes, I can say all the swear words. I don't say the N word. 
Uh-huh. I'm not about that. But I'm like, it's a damn cold night. And I'm oh, saying, God. damn, yeah. Instead I of a really cold night. <laughs> um, remember when, oh, this is a fun just side, side whatever. Uh, when all the video stores in Utah got in trouble for um, changing movies. Clean so flicks? Yeah, clean flicks. Because yeah. they were, like, it was like. Censoring art? Yeah. <laughs> I was fuck vid angel and fuck clean flicks. I was so pissed off about that that thing even existed. I'm like, it's a word, deal with it. And then yep. when they got sued, I was like, yeah, yep. copyright yep. laws. There you go. <laughs> um, I said uh, the my the best parts about not being Mormon, um, lack of guilt and fear. So we're on the yes. same level there. The shame is gone. That's yeah. probably it. Well, and like I remember just being scared of like the other side of a door because the lights were off when I was in Mormon. And now I'm just like, whatever, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like the things that I would let myself get worked up about just don't exist anymore. Why are you scared about the darkness? Cause it's like the devil might be there or something. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can, I'm working like through I can get myself some like, worked up, you know, I'm working through some like <clears throat> trying to hold paranormal boundaries. I'm in my basement right now, and it's unfinished. So you don't want to get scared. <laughs> yeah. So no, let's I... move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's just what I'm saying. Like, I just, like, don't. I'm not guilty about my lifestyle, and I'm not yeah. afraid. Um, worst parts about not being Mormon. Um, I have the state being run by a religion. I hate watching it. There's just things that you have to watch that I hate. Like, it's like the state's completely run by the Mormons. Oh, my God. Um, the sheep-like mentality of the followers, intolerance, yep. uh, no sand to bury my head in is what I is what I wrote. <laughs> like I just have no, I have nothing. It's like uh, my blinders are off. I see everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've also really had to learn patience, kindness, and understanding because the people who used to come way down on me for leaving the church have left, and there's a mad oh. level of understanding that comes with not wanting to like gloat you know yes (laughs) like like i told you so type of thing yeah like oh really oh really okay yeah you know yeah like trying to respect people's journeys especially if they're not like yours that's like really hard and mormons aren't good at that no i mean like mormons are really good at being like up in your shit and being like well we're from yourselves from a very young age we're taught that the mormon path is the right path Mm-hmm. like the only path and so when you venture out on your only path you're, you're like this is stupid. now the only path yeah and it's hard to respect other people for choosing a different path than you right but it's also like the the part of the theme of the religion too is we were given this gift and if you're especially if you're born into it so like turning your back on it you're just being so stupid and careless yeah yeah so i <laughs> have and, I, and I'm, I assume some of this is just made up stuff that I have or people are judging me, but I have felt judgment from people who um, aren't even remotely religious anymore and want to, like, come at me and talk to me about, like, stuff. Uh, and it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> like, I can't. Yep, you're right. Cool. So, like, I don't know. I've had, like, a lot of run-ins with people with over this over the years and some have been the greatest experiences ever and some of them i'm like i'm gonna punch you in the face yeah <laughs> like step step back take a step back you were disrespectful then you're being disrespectful now so yeah i like- feel like it's really hard for me um i still do have mormon friends 
and I still do have religious friends and I Mm -hmm. still have friends that are trying to find the truth for them and it's really hard for me to remember that their path is not the same as mine Mm -hmm. and to be respectful of that because sometimes I'll just bust out and say like fuck my temple name is Hulda and then people that's that's shocking people don't want to hear that because they still view it as sacred even though they think that the Mormon church is wrong right you know what I mean it's just like a very complicated line Uh that I have to walk with so many different friends well, and that's kind of why I think I'm just kind of like at a, I'm, I'm really good at just being like, it's not in my head anymore. Like you do you, I'll do me, you know, I'm here, yeah. whatever. But... I think we, we said before, like there's as many ways to be Mormon as there are Mormons right. and there truly is as many ways to be ex-Mormons as there are ex-Mormons. It's like right. so hard. But like, like you said, everyone's on a different level and I do remember being on those levels because a lot of this podcast has dredged up a lot of things that I've just totally forgotten about but like yeah. how, how you're saying like the temple name thing I remember being out of the church and being like holy shit like I felt like the Satan was immediately in the room because someone mentioned their temple name really because it's, because it's sacred you know what I mean uh-huh. but it's, it's just because it's just like that's how I was raised <laughs> so it's like my initial reaction is this thing that's deep-rooted in me and I've been mm-hmm. brainwashed about, but like when I really think about it, you know, common sense comes back through and I'm like, oh yeah, this is just a thing that if it's a Thursday, you're getting that name. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? But I do remember my mom telling us all about the temple and me being anti-Mormon and thinking it was a cool experience, but also in the back of my head thinking we're all sealing our fate right now. We're all fucked. Yeah. You know? Yep. So there's different levels now when we talk about it. Like when people are like, let me tell you my temple name. I'm like, yeah, tell me. (laughs) (laughs) But I do remember the time where I was like, uh, I don't know if it's proper that I know, even though I'm not believing in it. Somebody somewhere thinks it's sacred. So probably still is sacred, you know, but it's just not sacred to me anymore. Right. Right. So like there is that line you got to walk with the respect thing. But again, it's also your journey and you can act however you want. And Mm -hmm, (laughs) you know mm -hmm, what I mean? mm -hmm. And people can take you however they want. Yeah. It's my journey. Let me, let me journey. (laughs) Do you find yourself that you censor yourself to respect Mormons? I do. I don't cuss around. I try not to cuss around my family, but sometimes my mom, my mother-in-law, my dad, my mother-in-law sometimes cusses like under her breath and and Mm -hmm. then we giggle together um i just don't have a whole lot of mormons in my life Mm -hmm. i don't i do feel like i censor my like social media posts to be more language friendly in hopes that like maybe the mormons who are reading it maybe it jolts something of they're not their walls aren't immediately up yeah i don't want their walls to be up because i want to like be inviting to my views Uh so i guess that in that way i do um and yeah i still do i just think it's mostly about respect but um if you're gonna come into my house and ask me to pray over a meal i'm gonna be like no yeah like yeah i um actually think that i had more I censored myself and had more respect for Mormons um, when I was younger than I do now. <laughs> um, my One of my uh, pr- people I worked with was a Mormon, and she pulled the tactics on me at my old job 
you know, I've been unemployed for a year, holla. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was at my last job and she would pull these tactics on me and I would lose my goddamn mind. I'd be like, no, uh. And yeah. like, people didn't understand what was happening because they weren't Mormon. Yeah. But I do try to be respectful no matter what. But I will say that I censored myself a lot more uh, in high school and, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, around my family. I, I obviously don't go in guns blazing in my grandma's house talking about how God's dead and Mormonism is shit, you know. Right. <laughs> but, like, uh I don't try as hard anymore to censor myself to respect Mormons, but yes, I definitely have. Yeah. Do do Mormons censor themselves to respect you? No. No. <laughs> no, the fuck they don't. Yeah. So that, and I think that's kind of why I've come to my my ways is because it's like you don't respect me, so like let's play this game, ping pong, bitch. Here we go. Let's see who can be the most disrespectful. Guess who's gonna win? Yeah. <laughs> my grandpa did ask uh, my brother to pray for dinner when we were there for his birthday mm-hmm. and my brother said no and my grandpa said why and I think he so my brother has been like not very clear about his path in Mormonism so right. sometimes he wears garments sometimes he doesn't sometimes he says he's going to bless his kids sometimes he doesn't so he's just like very kind of wishy-washy uh-huh. and it's very confusing for people in the family that's kind of how my sister is so I get yeah that. yeah where but like she's he's he's not sure he wants to do the right thing but he just doesn't he's not sure what the right thing is yet yeah and i i imagined myself if my grandpa ever asked me to pray over a meal i would politely decline but in that moment when my brother was like no and my grandpa was really hurt and it was like his birthday it's like, and yeah, it's it's just like, like a birthday, fucking just, blessing yeah, over the it. food like i was just like i'll do it grandpa and he was like you will and i was like then that's when i realized that he hasn't asked me to say a blessing since for like five years and so i'm grateful for that because like i feel like people are being respectful Mm -hmm. but a lot of times mormons in my life will just jump into a preachy moment Mm -hmm. and think it's just like their mission work for the day and it's not really respectful I'm going to say two things on this. I would have done the same thing and been like, yeah, it's your birthday. Of course, I'll pray. However, my grandma called me on her birthday and asked if I believed in God. And I told her no. But I think she thought since it was her birthday, I would have said yes. (laughs) Just to appease her. (laughs) But uh, it was cool of you to step in and be like, yeah, I'll do it. Because I think I would have done the same thing. But I think you kind of threw your brother under the bus. I mean, and nobody talked about it afterwards. Right. But he was just like, no. And Grandpa was like, why? And he's like, I don't want to. And I was like, I'll do it, Grandpa. And then that was the end of it. But like, because yeah. like in my mind, your brother doesn't know how to uh, communicate how he feels. He's probably like, no. Not, he's probably like, I'm not sure how I feel about it. So yeah, like, like how I'm saying, like if you do something you don't be- and you don't believe in it, that's blasphemy, no matter what it is. That's what I'm saying. Maybe he feels the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so like, and you I know could... what? I think something that you just said made me realize. <laughs> I was saving i was stepping in and saving my grandfather from dealing with that emotion yeah and it's i like, was coddling my grandpa but exactly. it was for his birthday but i wasn't letting my grandpa deal with that emotion and i think that's been a common theme for both of us throughout this whole podcast is how we go out of our way to make sure the adults feel okay yeah god damn it and not like, here i am <laughs> Well, I mean, but look, we're learning, right? Like, you're not a bad person. No. You know, you were, you were doing 
what and but it's a frustrating that your grandpa allows it you know what i mean like he instead of being like let's like address the elephant in the room you're the patriarch of the family you know we don't yeah. even have a fight about it as long as everyone's chill yep but like <laughs> a lot of my family peace rests on me and mm-hmm. the reason why i've taken a step back and put in boundaries with a lot of the toxic members of my family is because they flounder without me and it's clearly evident now well, that i've done that and like when like you're you're the oldest my sister's the oldest i feel like my sister would have done the exact same thing where she's like i'll do it like just to just shh, let's everyone just we're having a good time just let's just keep it that way you know what yeah I mean? so i get it like i get i get both sides you know i get where he's i get where your brother's coming from and i get where yeah. you're coming from because i feel like yeah. I've, I've been on both sides you know what i mean yeah so it's just, it's just an interesting mormonism man it fucks you up <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um okay so we're not going to talk about evil feelings because you are in your basement. The guilt we already <laughs> talked about. We can talk about it. Um, what about your current religious? Oh yeah. Standing? What are your? What are? Sorry, I missed that. What are your? Uh, what are? What are? What's your current religious spiritual standing? Uh, after you know going through and trying to figure out Christianity, mm-hmm. and after deciding that I am God and that. Uh, I have more power than some deity that I'm relying on for blessings. You know what I mean? Like right. the power you is in me. Give yourself some power. Yeah. I've, I've just, I'm six years in to being a post Mormon. I'm not really actively searching for truth. I'm letting it come to me. I have a very detached, um, hopes for the outcome like i'm just detached from the outcome right at this current point and i think that maybe someday i could change my mind about this but i am right in the i don't think i don't think that there is any one true god but i Mm -hmm. also i have hope that there's something else after this. That would be that would be lovely. Yes, that would be. It would nice. be lovely. Mm-hmm. I also think that it. I mm, I'm toying around in my heart with the thought of you know uh, cycles and right. what is that cycle called? Reincarnation. Reincarnation. God yeah. damn it! I'm such an idiot. Stop brain. That. <laughs> brain. Reinc- reincarnation mm-hmm. because like. I feel like the me that's inside me is pretty eternal mm-hmm. and linear in a cyclical way that I'm just going to be continuing to learn and to grow, but not in a way that's like going to be worshiping a God or like attaining something. I'm well, still think, detached but... from that because it would be really fucking nice if I died and there was nothing else to do. It was just it would if that if this was just it, it would be kind of nice. Yeah, like I I agree with like that's my hope is that when we die it's over. You I mean we know about because of the supernatural episode, I believe in transference of energy. I believe that my energy has resided in different like humans and perhaps beings that I don't recall. Yeah. But um I'm an atheist. My brother's saying is everyone's an atheist. We just have one more God on our list than everybody else. Yeah. Uh, that's totally um, 
knockoff of Ricky Gervais, like, get your own material, Zach. Yeah, Zach. <laughs> but I mean, no, but that's true, though, right? It's like, I mean, I, I say that, like, it's like, we're all atheists, you know? We yes. All, we all don't believe in a one god or another. There's 3,000 gods. I just don't believe in one more god than you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah like, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also really what really gets me wet behind the gills is people's right to choose. Yeah. And I think that's pretty heavy duty in every religious text is uh account like free free agency, right? Yeah. But but religions are so horrible at that. Yes, they so are. So that's why I'm another reason why I'm an atheist cuz it's like apparently when God gets involved, like women can't have abortions and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so they- Yeah, I think like I'm a religious and also if any one god exists then fuck them right but like well and if if, i feel like if god does exist they aren't they either have way more on their plate than just us the human race and yeah so that's why things are happening or they're just a a psycho yeah i'm like i i have a written that there probably is a, a greater being but i am not smart enough to understand what that is and anyone who thinks that they are smart enough to understand that as a dickhead. In my They're opinion. selling you something and they want your money, bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, seriously, think about it. No, like, seriously, like, it, who... If somebody's professing to know all the answers, uh-huh. be skeptical of that. Well, right, especially because, like, the greatest philosophers in the world are, like... And, and I feel like that's when I really got zen, when is when I was like, there's so much to know. Yeah. Because I used to, like, with the music, I used to stress myself out because I didn't know every detail about every yeah. music. And it's now it's like, there's so much to know. Like, let's have a conversation about it. Teach me something new. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I had to adopt that mentality because it wasn't the mentality we had. My brother's very critical about what you do and do not know about music. I got quizzed all the time. Yes. So it, it was a panicky thing about it. But when I reached that zen where it's like, I have so, like, this whole life ahead of me and I'm going to keep learning stuff. <laughs> like, there's, like... I like you know that I love David Bowie. I haven't listened to all of his albums yet. Yeah, because I know there's gonna al- I'm gonna need a David Bowie album in my a new David Bowie album in my yeah. life at some point. So there's a be- new there's a new like saying floating around that's like you literally don't have to know everything about something for you to love it. Like well, right? You yeah, can just exactly. Love it. You can just like it, and it's like um, I like I, David Bowie is the best example I can use because he's dead now. And it's like, I know that one day I'm going to be 43 years old and I'm like, I'm going to pop on a David Bowie album I'd never heard before. And it's going to be exactly what I needed that day. Yep. So if I was just like, David Bowie's the coolest, let me listen to everything. I won't, I'm, I'm robbing myself of that experience. Later. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm cool with not knowing everything. But in that regard, what God has been, res- God's been res- presented to me in this planet, I'm an atheist. Like, it's like, yeah, I don't, um, I also like to, I like to, you know, get stoned and think about the possibility of alien, uh, aliens <laughs> having sex with a monkey and us being the, I really want to talk about that on another episode, <laughs> like all the theories that we have. Right. Um, but yeah, I do want to, I mean, I know you're in your basement, but I just really, cause like my cousin who, um, was supposed to get married and go on a mission, all this stuff. She's constantly freaked out all the time about, things that go bump in the night right let's talk about let's talk about it my brother okay we moved in with my grandparents their basement was not finished Mm -hmm. so much like the room i'm sitting in right now right the bedroom that i had was studs all studs (laughs) 
but it was All always studs. cool down there, right? Like it was never hot. <laughs> yeah, uh, the walls were cement mm-hmm. or air between two by fours. That's it. With like sheets tacked up. No, no sheets. Oh hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> I did have one. Um, like grumpy bunny poster hung up and like oh my god of course you did (laughs) but um yeah such a bitch it was um it was really fun to decide to watch scary movies with my best friend who lived three miles away and then come home to sleep in a basement that was like three thousand square feet i don't know math don't listen to me if that seems impossible it could be square footing of a basement of like a how many yeah i whatever people know what you mean (laughs) my grandparents house is very wide and very long so it was the whole thing that was what i was given Mm -hmm. and so i would have to like watch the little mermaid on cassette by my bed all night it was hell okay Mm -hmm. um and then my brother who earned that bedroom after I went to college or whatever he oh no I think we switched places yeah which was year. fun to do when you were a sibling like you're like let's switch rooms <laughs> yeah let's switch rooms uh for a while I went to a different room but then like I just went upstairs after that for warmth uh and he said that like I read his journal one time and he was like I saw the devil I saw Satan like so like but does For he feel, real? Does he feel these things anymore? Like, do these occurrences happen anymore? Or is it just strictly when you live in a Mormon household? Like, that's really the question I want to ask. That's really what it is. And also, my brother is very well. He he has has trauma. a he has trauma. He has an imagination. He has mm-hmm. ADHD, right. so he can fixate and hyper focus on something. Right. And then also, he has a very big exaggeration problem. So one time, he told me. Kendra, I went downstairs and I saw a circle of scorpions that had their tails tied together. And I was like, oh, you did? Oh, really? Okay, great. I, I was like, when was it? He was like, it was like last week, bro. And I was like, hey, you have a smartphone on your ass all day. How come you didn't take a picture of it then? Because mm-hmm. if I saw that, I would take a picture of it. But you didn't because it didn't exist. And he didn't bring it up again because he's like, damn it, I got caught. You know what I mean? So, like, it could be a mixture of all of those things. Right. Also, um, I'm. Because I have, this is what I have written is because I'm like, uh, I don't know if it's because I, maybe, I don't know if it's because I left the church or because I grew up. You know what I mean? Sure. Because, like, my cousin, who's always scared, I was like that, like, like. But I was talking to my sister the other day, and she's like, "Do you want to hear something freaky?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." And she was she just moved into a new house, and she's like, "I could hear someone walking around," uh-huh. and I thought it was Garrett, who's her husband. She's like, and then all of a sudden, she's like, "I was like half asleep on the couch," and she's like, and then all of a sudden, Garrett pulled up. Like I heard him pull up, and he walked in. And I'm like, "I swear you were here." And he went and like something was unlatched. So she put a piece of tape over it. Nothing's happened, but she's freaked out about the evil spirits. And I'm like, well, I can hmm. come say, I'm like, I can come sage your house if you want. Yeah. But she's also my only sibling who is wishy-washy about the church. Ah. Uh. So it's like, I understand that this is an old house and there's a lot of energy and stuff in it. But I also understand that not all energy is negative. <laughs> like, yeah, but I also feel like um, I was surprised to see how quickly that dissolved that fear that i was constantly feeling it just dissolved like and i was yeah. even there was even times where i like <sighs> this is a funny story i mean i was just probably stoned out of my ass but i used to work in bryce canyon and i'd drive home to Pingwich 
And for like a week and a half, this light was following me and it was in the sky. And these are, this is the same place where we had all these supernatural stories. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's an alien following me around. Like, I was just like, okay, whatever. But I was just like, okay, like enjoy watching me wait tables and drive home while I smoke a bowl. Like, whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if I would have been in the church still, I probably would have been having a nervous breakdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. But since I, I will didn't have say, all that stress. I will say that things seem a lot less sinister because they don't have a Satan attached to them. Exactly, because you're you're uh, you're you're allowed to decipher between anxiety, intuition, and animal instinct, yeah, as well as you know spiritual stuff, because yeah. all these things would be categorized as Satan stuff. Yep, it would church, all be you know? it would all have evil assigned mm-hmm. to it because it's unexplained, and if it doesn't make you feel good, if it makes you feel scared, then it's probably from Satan. But if Satan doesn't exist, yeah, then yeah. it's just like. Oh, this is happening for some other reason, and I don't need to be attached to the fear of it. Yeah, and the additional fear of, like, like the animal instinct. I'm just using this as an example. I know there's so many stories, because we live in Utah, where people are like, I had a bad feeling, I bounced, and then I saw, like, a cougar. Like, I have one. I was up, up uh, immigration or whatever and i had to take a leak so i went out i just hopped out of my car took a pee and then i got freaked the fuck out i was like no nope. yeah. so i went up and came back down and when i came back down pretty close to where i was peeing a cougar was on the road wow and in mormon land that's the lord was telling you but yeah. in, the re- in the real world that was my animal instinct yeah being it like could there's danger here or sense something yeah. that was like no this is not a safe place for you <clears throat> to be pulling your pants down yeah, so like, okay, it's a cougar scary enough, but then when yeah. you add the Satan aspect to it, yep. it's terrifying. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I, people like people used to not even dare go outside at night, and like that's I, what yeah. I that's what I thrive. Like I love driving and around. And as at night. we well know, that you just went outside naked one day. <laughs> I lo- I'm so proud of myself for telling that story. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, should I be worried about that? And I was like, no, because it kinda, no, I think it speaks to a state of mind. You know what yeah. I mean? And it also. People have done worse. <laughs> well, and like, that was such like a, that's a good, it's, it's a good example of how you're restricted so much that you go off the deep end when you're not, mm-hmm. when you understand, when you realize you're not restricted anymore. You mm-hmm. know, it could, it could have been, far, you're right. It could have been far worse. <laughs> there was no one, no one ran a train on me. I just walked out to my yeah. street naked, you know, it's not a big deal. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I just feel, uh. I'm not giving any of my power to this evil yeah. shit. And I think that's why like the guilt's not there too is because it doesn't have any power anymore. Yeah. And the only guilt I really feel these days is just uh, friends and family that are just trying to guilt me out. You know what I mean? And you have cl- a clear guilt with the ceiling thing. Yeah, I do. Um, and, and like, I know with the guilt that our family and friends give us is I know everyone means well, but... <laughs> Uh, and they're just assuming that I'm wild and reckless about my soul. Like, mm-hmm. but like the fact that they think that is like a seven layer dip of insults. Like, what do you mean? I'm playing fast and loose with my eternity. Like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, YOLO bitches. Like yeah. I'm having a full ass life experience and I'm <laughs> so joyous over it. Like you can't make me feel guilty over it in the yeah, end. But- but honestly, the fact that they even question you is the big insult that they don't even understand <laughs> that it's insulting because it's like, yeah. 
you're like because it's like you're right you did you did teach me it a certain way and it is something that I thought about and I do feel like I don't know what's inside me energy or a soul or whatever but I am worried about it (laughs) you know but this religion also was not enriching my life in any way so yeah what you gonna do I think the difference is is that like I think I've always been the adult of my family and so people really don't talk to me about it like there was one moment where my grandma was crying because I'd taken off my garments and she was like just upset because she was like my whole like she's a convert right right she invested in this religion because she wanted a cohesive eternal family there's a lot of layers behind that things that have nothing to do with me and that have to do with her family but she was hoping that like one person would just be able to keep the family together and she was counting on me for that and I had to just be like grandma I get where you're coming from but see here's the adult like I'm the adult I'm comforting this you know 70 year old woman Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. Mm. I'm really sorry that this is painful for you, but I'm not doing this to hurt you. I'm doing this because it feels right for me. Right. So, like, those are the only conversations that I have with my family, really. I have been there, too. I think I'm at the point now where I'm just, like, I kind of turn it on them where I'm, like, I'm frustrated with you guys because, <laughs> like... <laughs> A lot of what I do is in your honor, and you'd be very proud of me. Yeah. Like, um, I I should stop telling people this because it's like if you tell people about your charity, it's not really charity anymore. But like, I gave my because like my grandpa was like, "Did you get all of the stimulus checks?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Well, what'd you do with them?" And I'm like, "Well, the first two I gave away to my staff." And he's like, "What?" Oh my and I'm God, like, Bobby. And I was like, "Well, I mean, like." some of them are illegal and they weren't getting unemployment and I'm like, and I was worried about them and I was doing all right. I was like, I was getting a thousand bucks a week. I didn't need it. I'm like, so I gave it away. And, um, <clears throat> he was like, he was impressed obviously, but it's like, that's something you would have done grandpa. Like, what do you mean? Like, this is, I, I learned this from you. Yeah. Like, you're a miserable bastard, but you're also charitable. Yeah. And like, you can see when people are hurting and it's like, okay, I have enough here. And, like, I skipped a couple meals to make sure people were fed during this pandemic because that's how I was raised. And it's not something that I even need credit for. But when, yeah. they, but when they speak to me in a way where it's like, what are you doing? You ruin your life. I'm like, are you are you serious? So yeah, are you many... looking at me right now and thinking this is so bad? Because, <laughs> yeah, this is a waste. Like, when I'm out literally changing people's lives because I'm just caring because I genuinely care about them. Because yeah. I take because I take the time to let them know that they're cared about. Where did I like a I learned it because I wasn't getting it, you know, but also but also like the charity, the charity stuff, like the money stuff where I give away money. Like it's like I don't have a lot of money, but if I have money, it's like it's everybody's money. You know, that's yeah, that's from my grandpa and like working hard. That's from my grandpa, you know, yeah, (laughs) like, yeah, just because I'm not in your fucking religion and just because I say fuck. So do you, grandpa, (laughs) doesn't mean that like. I'm a suddenly just this horrible person. I, nothing about me's changed except for I don't begrudgingly go to church anymore. Yeah. You know, I feel, I feel like nobody dares talk to me about it because if they did, like, I think I did say this one time, but like, do you really think that I'm 
something that you're not proud of because look at my life. Like I have a severely functional life. Like it's scary functional. Mm -hmm. Like how could you be ashamed of this? Right. Like, and I did say that. Well, I did say when I was marrying Spencer mm -hmm. in the temple. In the temple. They, <laughs> my family was really worried that I was going too fast. Mm -hmm. I was, I had never met some somebody that I was more sure of. And the reason why it was happening so fast is because it was easy. Yeah. It was just like, this is what we're doing. Why we yeah. Start? It was yeah. like a seamless transformation from my single life to being involved in this person because we were on the same page about so much shit and family members were like being very critical of my choices. It's funny because you were 19. They probably been like, hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah. But and when I was, 25. I was 25, I had lived life. Mm -hmm. I had, I, I'd been out on my own since I was 17 and I served a mission. So I kind of know what personalities I can jive with and what I can't. Like right. I've been trapped in a house with people that I do not like. Starting with your mother. Yes. <laughs> so like you understand your level of tall, what you're willing to tolerate. Yeah. yeah. And like, I had to just sit my family down and be like, do you really not trust me? I wouldn't gamble on this. My whole goal is not to get divorced, you dumbasses. Like, I'm not right. going to put all of my chips in this basket because I'm desperate, because I'm not. Because I'd rather be single than, like, have a failed marriage. <laughs> so, right. like, anyway, I think that's when I put them in their place of, like, you're really going to look at me and say that I don't know what I'm doing? Like, I do. Yeah. Like, I try to stay respectful, and then I get to a point where I'm just, like, you realize that you're being ridiculous right now, right? Like, Yeah. And, like, <clears throat> I'm not really interested in anybody's comfort anymore because I've spent so much of my time and energy interested in, again, the comfort of adults. Yeah. And I'm, like, <laughs> okay. I... <laughs> like, I know, I know what I am, and I know what my value is for the first time. You know, I mean, like, it took. I didn't learn it from your house. Like I had to leave to learn it, but like understand <laughs> that you got like, it's just like, you can't have it both ways. I can't be irresponsible and responsible. Like, which is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like figure it the fuck out. But it's like, I'm doing me and yeah. I'm not living life for you, even though it seems like I'm living life for my whole damn family. Cause they're all fucking Mormon, <laughs> you know, like, yep. my, but it's just like, I, you're right. It's just like, it's so infuriating and it's a put down because it's like, you haven't thought it out. You're because yeah. it's like, when have I ever been impulsive like this? When have I ever done anything yep. crazy like this? I'm not going to start with a temple marriage. Yeah. You know, I think you know. I'm rounding the corner into like being more authentically myself in mm -hmm. social situations. Um, but it's not because I'm not going to just be like, different than I am I think I'm just going to show more boob you know what I mean right like, like that's, that's also the like, corner I'm rounding into I think it's so funny because I remember the slow gradual here's my boobs transition because <laughs> I used to I used to just hide the shits and now like I, my none of my t-shirts have collars like <laughs> yeah I used to be so concerned about how others would see my cleavage that I for a long, long time, had the habit of anytime I would like bend over or mm -hmm. you cover it, I I would clench yeah. like 
yeah cover just, like, it with my put, hand you put your hand over it yeah so like so like it but it's like it's it looks like a butt like what do you mean <laughs> but like uh i was uh I, I mean i work in the restaurant industry and i was talking to my bosses about it and they were busting my balls about my boobs being out one day and i'm like they're not even a quarter of the way out i don't yeah. think I understand how much tit i have here and if you're you you're no way gonna see a nipple here yeah i'm like you're nowhere near a nipple and if you can't handle this i don't really know what to tell you see a therapist yeah <laughs> like i'm tired of apologizing for the body that i was given i have gotten no plastic surgery i can't believe my i have triple d breasts they look great in a good bra yeah <laughs> i was um shamed as a junior in high school mm-hmm. by my friend my f- quote friends mom my I was in a prom picture uh-huh. and I got this prom picture back and somebody said that their mom had said, why does she have to have her boobs out all the time? Like, is she like asking for it? And I was like, oh my God. this is a modest dress. It was like periwinkle. It was like purpley, right? Like lavendery, right? It was, no, it was a burgundy dress. But it had like sleeve, it had like cap sleeves and everything, right? Had cap sleeves and it had a, it had like a, square, a square neck. neck. Yeah. Yes, bitch, how do you know me so good? I don't know. I don't know it how I remember a... the like I don't I don't know how I remember these details. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember any of my passwords on the internet, but I remember your dress. <laughs> but I thought it was I thought it was like a, a lavender, but it was burgundy. Okay. Yeah. Was... And it was just like tasteful. I, I was not in any way showing my boobs. My boobs just existed. Yeah. And that's when I was just like, God damn, I didn't know that I was sending this message. But really, it was them focusing on my tits. Stop hey, looking real, at my like, tits. Well, they quit, just quit exist. sexualizing me. I'm 16. But I actually had the opposite because uh, I would cover up. I, I was always wearing a band shirt and stuff. You know how I dress. Yeah, you were. Um, but What's for... that band that's like a star, but then like a circle, but then him. like a heart? Him. <laughs> him. Oh, <laughs> it's him. His infer- or her infernal majesty or something like that. Um, but anyways, when I went to prom, I made the boys tell me. I, I went over to my guy friends and I'm like, well, and they're like, you have the hugest, greatest boobs. And they're like, who would have thought? They're like, you need to show those off more. And I was like, you guys are so weird. So I'm I'm glad I had I'm glad I had a different experience because that's awful that that mother was sexualizing you like that. Well, when I was a freshman, this kid, I don't know if you know him. I'm going to type him in here. Okay. <laughs> Um, do you know this guy? Uh, it sounds sort of familiar, but no, not really. Uh, he one time, I well, I was fourteen, right? I'm a child. Mm-hmm. That is a child. Is this the one that was talking about porn on the bus home from the baptism to the dead? No, different oh. guy. Oh my god, everybody is just like so aggressive. Anyway, <laughs> he told me that I would make a good porn star. I was fourteen, and then he was like can you lick your own nipple and i was like probably like i was like yes i did not know what this was but i was just like logistically my tongue can stick out this far and like i can can hoist my boob up to my mouth like is that what you're asking like are you asking now i know what he was saying but i was 14 neck question or uh (laughs) i was like it's possible Am I allowed to lift my breast? Yes. I can um, do that. Like, yeah. I Anyway. But the, I was just like super over-sexualized and I didn't get it. And then like as soon as somebody was like, are you a slut? I was like, no. 
Like what? Because I have cleavage? <laughs> That's like not a thing. Yeah, and it's just like such a weird but this is just going on in our whole entire society, right? Because it's like, <laughs> you know, you have to walk through a metal detector and also your the girls have to have sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> like I just also want to on record that whenever we talk about our boobs, mm-hmm. that doesn't give you guys license <laughs> to talk about our boobs. Stop looking at our boobs. Just let us exist. <laughs> okay. So you have uh, friends and family who have left. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So um, my think- cousin Brianna was the first grandkid to leave. And then... I think technically her sister, my sister, my brother, and then me. I think that's the order it was. We only have five grandkids Mm -hmm. in my mom's side of the family. So there's that. My mom was in and out, in and out. And my aunt still is in. And my grandparents are in. Um, So all my immediate family is not no one's practicing oh wow as far as like my mom's side's concerned and i think probably as far as my dad's side is concerned except for my cousins that i talked about earlier they're probably atheists at this point Mm. i don't know i don't keep track but um it's probably uh how i've structured my friend groups and family ties but more have left than stayed i think like i definitely have mormon relatives like my favorite cousins are mormon like all my favorite cousins are like way mormon (laughs) and we seem pretty comfortable with just accepting each other for who we are and not really discussing it we don't bring it up but um yeah all my siblings are gone uh everyone says they were the first to go i feel like i was the first to go yeah (laughs) but none of us were talking about it um zach's an atheist jake is just like doesn't give a fuck about anything i think it says lds on his deck his dog tags but <laughs> like he also just doesn't give a shit about that stuff he's just like Whatever. yeah <laughs> and aubrey's kind of wishy-washy about it every once in a while just for the social aspect she lives in a small town so i get it yeah. surprisingly my dad is the most mormon out of all of the six jesus of us. but he's not that mormon obviously he's got tattoos and he smokes and he drinks and he has a harley but i remember they they would they always identified as Mormons, like him and his wife and their kids and stuff. So they yeah. were Jack Mormons, of course, but they were like, I remember his wife going, they need to redefine keeping the Sabbath day holy because we were having like a l- picnic in Monrovian Park. Yeah. And it's like, I'm pretty sure this is this. We're following the rules, but why even bring it up sort of thing? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> I also am very adamant about my cousins and my friends who are Mormons uh, right to practice their religion. (laughs) Like right before the pandemic. Yeah. Right before the pandemic, I was out with my little cousin, Maddie. And then uh, one of my acquaintances, we were having, we were just like having dinner. Like it was like right before everything shut down. And she kind of came down on Maddie about like, how can you be a part of that? And I'm like, don't come at her like that. Like, I'm like, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Like, yeah. Don't worry about it. Like you brought it up. You're yeah. the one being the you're the one being the oppressor right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like Maddie was just she was just like 
I just, you know, I, I just believe that it's true in my heart, you know, and she's just trying to give like the, this is my thing, move on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I've like been Maddie, there too. I've been Maddie that shoes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Maddie wasn't doing any missionary work or anything. She was just trying to enjoy a piece of pizza. And our, this chick that I knew kind of came at her and I interjected and I was like, this conversation's over. Like, yeah. stop it. Like, don't come at her that way. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> so it's like a weird thing. Cause it's like, I think everyone should do whatever the fuck they want, but that's also like a hard road to plow because all these religious groups that are getting out of control, their whole thing is to control everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I want you to practice what you practice, but leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you got that. Do you I have... think uh, Spencer's in-laws are half and half, half in, half out. I mean, my in-laws, Spencer's siblings and, mm-hmm. you know, their spouses. So it's it's really especially even with like the um sister-in-law that i have that's pretty in both of them i guess mm-hmm. it's pretty friendly like we pretty respectful and we definitely don't tackle any subjects that we really know that would like be hurtful so like we're pretty respectful there do you think Spencer- that that will come to a head at some point no um, because their family's so fucking functional, yeah. That and respectful that, that it's just well, like and that's so crazy because the dad just he was the bishop until this barely. Yeah, well, Spencer's dad was a convert at fifteen, and the person okay, who converted so that's what makes, him that's what makes him cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he was a convert at fifteen, and then he moved to Utah when Spence was young, and okay. moved into the ward of the friend who converted him and then his friend who converted him left the church and Spencer's aunt, uh, my father-in-law's, my aunt-in-law, is that what it is? My father-in-law's sister is not Mormon. So like, and then like grandma was a convert. Um, both of Spencer's uncles from like Cali, right? So yeah, yeah, we're from California and like Spencer's uncles are no longer in the church and neither is those aunties or cousins, uh, cousins. So So we have such a mix that it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when the, cause like, so my oldest cousin, that's not my, like my siblings, my Ob and Zach are the oldest cousins. And then the one right below them, she would say she was Mormon, but she definitely like drinks. She's a total Jack Mormon, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But like she gets her kids baptized. Like she, but there's always that like outlier that stands on the temple grounds and doesn't go in the temple. She's that one. And then like all of her siblings are super religious. All the boys that includes uh, son-in-laws have gone on missions. Like it's, wild yeah <laughs> um and then my cousin cam who's an only child i don't think she drinks or anything like that but she's not like a church because she doesn't go to church every sunday yeah so wow like all the people who have served missions on at least spencer's side including me mm-hmm. not members that's wild except for you know spencer's dad but yeah but I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't think my cousins are going to listen to this and I don't care if they hear what I have to say right about this. But the fact that none of my, <laughs> the six, the the main Mormon ones, the fact that none mm-hmm. of them have left just shows how stupid they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not one of them has left. 
or maybe like I don't know like they have bought the they've bought the lie so hard they like want it to be true so hard that people like people do want it yep never under underestimate the power of denial that's off uh, American Beauty but that's seriously the truth like that's religion wrapped up in a bow yeah you know yeah fear of leaving yeah yeah um, so going off the deep end, we have all had that friend that's gone like way off the deep end, right? Oh my gosh. So, okay. <clears throat> One of my closest friends, and I don't think that they'll listen to this podcast. They might because they don't care about cusses, but. Um... <laughs> I love how all your friends are like, you're like, I'm worried about the cusses. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it really is about the cussing. <laughs> Not in years for me. <laughs> People know what they're getting. <laughs> uh, um, when. I I was just like living my path and she she was like Kendra how do you do it I was like what are you talking about and she's like how do you do Jesus and leave the church and I was like I'm just trying to like they're not the same follow my heart I'm just trying to follow my heart and this is when I was trying to do Jesus right and so she was like once she was like we should all try to do Jesus he's a hot man he's very attractive especially Jehovah's Witness Jesus for a while I was like into that I bet he's a generous lover. (laughs) <laughs> and he can make wine yeah like you're drunk and he's gonna care about getting you off anyways i sorry. don't need jesus i, don't need I got you. spencer <laughs> um she was asking me about kendra what's your favorite drink because she had read like the accounts of joseph smith's first vision and how different they all were Mm -hmm. and she was like i can't justify this and i think i'm gonna leave but she went so hard so fast Mm -hmm. that it didn't feel authentic to her and she ended up going back and like i never went off any deep end you served me my first adult beverage and it wasn't even that bad yeah like and it wasn't that bad and it was just I like, went against who I am and made you not a ninety percent alcohol drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely did it right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are people that just like go so hard so fast and swing so far off their original path that because it doesn't feel authentic and because well, it just a, there's such it, a panic involved in that. Yeah. I imagine that if you if you're also doing things that like, like the chicks that get like super slutty, it's like, that doesn't make you feel good about yourself because, and I say, if you, if you want to like hoe, hell yeah, be a hoe. It's a fine day. The sun is out. Go be a hoe. But we're not, we're not set up emotionally to have multiple sexual partners. No. So, so when chicks go out and like in the first year and this doesn't, this happens not just in Mormonism. I had a friend who had, sex with like 88 chicks the first year he decided that he was gonna and it's like that's a shit ton of females you know what I wow. mean? wow like, that's, that's a lot of people and um so it's stuff that doesn't it's not gonna make you feel good anyways so but you're attributing it to the fact that you left the church yeah but i find that when a person does a deep dive off the deep end they usually go so deep that they stay either stay there forever and become like meth heads or junkies or whatever Uh or they have to find a religion to come back to shore which is usually what they yeah because like most like recovery programs or whatever have a higher power or the family if the family's still mormon they're more their arms are more open if you're coming back to the religion yeah so if you need if you need like a support system if you need help 
oftentimes people have to amend themselves to go back to the church to get that help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or um, like they don't go so fast that, that they end up being like, this doesn't feel good. Cause for a long time, um, I just think that if people go too hard, too fast, mm -hmm. then when they go back to church to see if it's true, they're going to stay there because it feels familiar and not as chaotic. Yeah. 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 Like the lack of, yeah. And that's a huge thing. And then there's like nostalgia and all this shit connected to it. It's a lot of psychological stuff. And these are the yeah. instances that Mormons like to give an example as to why you shouldn't leave the church. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like people will stand up in testimony and be like, I thought that like, da -da -da -da, and like all these families are forever films and stuff like that. Yeah. I think going off the deep end a little is to be expected. You know what I mean? Like, it's a total mind fuck when you believe in something like so hard and it's not like an electric toothbrush or something. It's like your soul <laughs> and, <Yes. laughs> and all of eternity and to have it like not be there anymore is jarring to the system. Like it's not, yes, it's a, it's a weird situation to be in and it's not an easy thing to go through. It, it's like learning how to walk again in a sense. And I wasn't even that deeply involved in the church. <laughs> I mean, like by choice, but um, it was still a void that needed to be filled when I left. Like I had to figure out, like I hated Sundays for the longest time. And then I had to train myself to realize that it's just, it's not, I don't have to, I don't have to hate Sundays anymore. You know what right. I mean? Yes. And uh, I pull, I applaud the courageousness, courageousness of everybody who has taken that leap because they trusted themselves um trusting yourself when you're raised in an organization that like constantly tells you not to even like like even the still small voice isn't even your own voice yeah like, it, it causes a codependency and a lack of control um that's really hard and that doesn't get enough recognition i don't feel like like people don't no. really talk about like the actual mind fuck of re re like rewiring yourself and you're out here it feels like you're alone you know and it's hard to come it's, it's it's hard to come out of this you know and i'm so proud of everyone who has done it and it, it wasn't easy i mean we, were, we can both attest to that it was fucking hard as fuck and mm -hmm. it's still and it's still hard like <laughs> i mean we get emotional like almost every week we do the podcast <laughs> and it's always um, about mormons <laughs> it's all about it's, it's always about something that had to do with mormonism and like uh -huh and it's complicated and it's like most of the, I feel like a lot of times it's frustration or like yes. not realizing that it was abuse until we started talking about it. Yeah. That's a big major mm -hmm. pff, component of this whole podcast experience. Yeah. I was like, God, I didn't know that this still hurt. Yeah. And it, and it's really hard sometimes, but it's better and better yeah. is hard. And you know, we've just really, we've all really come so far. I want to just applaud everyone who, took this scary journey it's terrifying it's a really scary journey yeah you know and it, you could be a social pariah and like there I've, I've heard things where people like don't talk to their people they just don't talk to them anymore or they're like i need yeah. my family so i have to go back like this is the choice yes like fortunately there are people that get ostracized from their mm -hmm. entire communities because they leave mormonism but we didn't and we're lucky yeah. about that right and, yeah. and yeah and like that's where the luck of the abuse comes in 
Yeah. Because it's so clear to us. Like, it, it, like once it's clear, it's just so clear. That you're yeah. just like, oh, this is wrong. I got to go. Yeah. And there's so many people who are kind of stuck in this limbo where whether it be family acceptance or inheritance or, you know, car insurance or something, you know what I mean? Right. Like, or yes. just, you know, a place to belong, <laughs> you know, Sunday dinner, there, whatever yeah. the reason is, there's reasons to stay just like there's reasons to go. And I really do feel for these people who felt what we felt where you're like, I feel like this is wrong, but don't feel like they can ever leave. I bet we know a lot of people like that. Can we like extend an it? Can we extend? <clears throat> God damn it! <laughs> Can we extend an invitation for people to reach out if they would like to like tell their story on our podcast? Because regardless of where you are with Mormonism, mm -hmm. if you're still in it and you're yeah. fighting to stay in it, or if you're out and you're you've had like you know your own story, story. Uh, I would I re really like to talk to people that yeah, are I, fighting to stay in too. I'm always down to have an open and honest com conversation. I don't like, I would love, even if like we set something up where people called in and just like left a, like a two minute message or something we could play cool. or, or something. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be fun. But like, um, I want to hear from someone who left and went back too. Yeah. Like I'm interested in the whole shebang because I figured out what works for me and that only works for me, <laughs> you know, but I want to hear what works for other people. Yeah. I really want to talk to a gay Mormon. <laughs> oh, we will. Cause, uh, you know, I have them lined up, babe. Oh, a gay Mormon. A gay Mormon. Yeah. I have that lined up too. I feel like I must know a gay Mormon. I don't know. I feel like my life's very different from what it was when I first started this journey of leaving. Cause like, there's just people that I'm just like, I wish you the best, but this is, we're not on the same page by, yeah. <laughs> which I don't want to be that person necessarily, but I also, it's a boundaries thing, you know, it's true. Yeah. Well, does this wrap it up? Do you have anything else to say? Is this the end of season one? This is so exciting. Oh my God. Yeah. For real. I hope that everyone had a good time. I mean, you laughed, you cried, you hurled, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, check our social media know. and all this yeah. good stuff. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff coming up. Um, I have is... no idea what, like, the other seasons will be structured as. But, yeah. like, we definitely wanted to get, like, a slice of pie that was just, like, the overview of what's coming, I think. Yeah, but... we're going to do weekly episodes. So, you weren't. it's not like we're going to be organized despite how we go on ADHD tangents. <laughs> we will be organized. <laughs> but uh, this is going to be like a fun, I think it's going to be pretty like interactive. Um, yeah. And mostly just, uh, just a conversation about this stuff because I know it's interesting. And I know a lot of our friends and loved ones, like our loved ones struggle with this whole thing, whether you're in the church or out of it. Yeah. So I've been, it's been a way fun journey so far. I'm happy to be doing this with you. Me too. I love you. Thank you so much I love for like you too. messaging me that late one night and was like, you want to start a podcast? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. Oh, all because she said yes, man. <laughs> all right. Well, we say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Is This The Place podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. 
Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story, as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.